to your sanity safe space, the call-in show where you decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart, I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. Oh, no, Every Wednesday at nine, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. Hi. They can't hear your scowl, you know. Well, I've been worried about my heart recently because, Uh. you know, I'm hypochondriac and pregnancy gives you all this heart stuff. So today I had my dad do like a full workup on me and he's like, you got to find a way to keep your heart rate down. Like you gotta chill out, you gotta chill out and keep your heart rate down. And I swear, shut up! I, I do not, silly know woman. That was the it? official diagnosis. Well, I I just constantly have sinus tachycardia from being that's a heart rate over a hundred for, for from being over a hundred. Yeah. Jesus, man. All right, chill out. Yeah, the oh, diagnosis yeah. is chill out. And then when I have really bad anxiety, it's like one fifty. How are you not breaking a sweat with a heart rate over a hundred? Because my body is acclimated from um, your resting heart rate is inappropriately low. I just want to point that out. No, it's perfectly healthy. Also, your your heart rate goes up 20 beats per minute when you're pregnant. I suppose that makes sense. There's a lot more blood in your body, too, when you're pregnant. So I just have to find a way to relax and to calm down. So none of you fuckers better press any of my buttons tonight. Okay. Oh, well, that's a tall order. It's for the baby. Uh, by the way, it's a special stream tonight because it's your birthday. It is my birthday. Not to uh, steal your thunder about your what tachycardia. Is that the medical term? <sighs> yes. Your big three, six. I yeah. don't know why it took me so long to retrieve that from memory because it was just my 36. Right. I might as well be a million years old for all <laughs> I get. Why is that a special stream? It's not. It's just, you know, my cope with becoming an ancient old man. That's what makes it a special stream. No, I don't know. I feel like, uh, once you hit 40, then it's like that. Then it's the real downhill. I don't know. I mean, 36 sounded real old when I was 16. Yeah. But now it kind of feels fine. Isn't that isn't that how every age is? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I don't know. Uh, I, I truth be told, I have. That's not my concern. I have very little concern about that. But I had a great birthday. Uh my wife made me some excellent cupcakes, and so she has my. It's for that. ongoing. They were... This is what you're doing for your birthday. What do you mean? I had a great birthday. Well, it's kind of over now, uh, but I had Halloween. No, it's not. You don't know how this show is going to. Well, that's true. Your it might birthday. become a terrible birthday very quickly. Halloween funfetti cupcakes, fantastic. And what <laughs> I had a block of time today that I didn't necessarily expect to have. So what did I do? I watched Gone with the Wind. Uh, that is behind me. My, so you're telling me on your birthday you watched Gone with the Wind and did the call-in show and, and you're saying it cupcakes. was a good birthday? Yeah. It sounds like a fucking nightmare. No, there was, there the was more family time than just that. There were productive things done. Um, but news-wise, the only thing I wanted to mention other than this like, oh my God, what's going on with the hospital that was bombed or rocketed by Islamic Jihad or the, 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 Twitter, the Twitter war, no la, pun la, intended. La, 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 la. Yeah. <laughs> other than that though, uh, 
We still don't have a House Speaker, of course. Jim Jordan now 0 for 2 on attempts. In fact, I think the yeah. second attempt was worse than the first vote-wise. Which, as I mentioned on Sunday and in the weeks prior, my understanding was no legislative business can be conducted. And what does our Congress do primarily if not sending massive piles of money overseas? So I thought at least we were safe from that for a little while. Biden announced earlier today $100 million for Palestinian aid, which uh, sounds like, you know, build Hamas back better. Build, Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it would be called. Build Hamas back better. Uh and I don't even know how this is possible without legislative action. I need to look at that. But, of course, all things are possible through executive power these days. So I don't know what to think about all of this. Well, because first, I'm hearing people be like, oh, the the Muslim media is controlling the narrative. I'm like, what? Is that like and Al Jazeera? What's the Muslim media? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that people Ryan Long actually made a hilarious video about this, about like not knowing who to side with on this thing. <laughs> I mean, I don't have that problem, but um, <laughs> cause he doesn't know who's going to get the most social points. He's like, then there are trannies supporting Palestine. And then conservatives say that you got to support. I don't, I don't know what to do here. Kind of feel like that. This is how I felt about the hospital bombing because I saw there were the initial claims that Israel did it. And then the evidence started coming in and it looks like, okay, this probably was Islamic Jihad or some, some rocket gone wrong mm. from Gaza and uh, and then I saw that U.S. intelligence confirms that it was from Palestinians. And I thought, OK, well, that now I'm skeptical again. If U.S. intelligence confirms, I mean, then I have to then I have to wonder what really happened here. There could be all the evidence in the world. And then U.S. intel tells you. Yeah. And uh, suddenly I'm skeptical after the uh, the Russian collusion people and the uh, the Hunter Biden laptop is Russian misinformation. People are very sure now I'm now I'm confused again at their at their prompting. But uh, how am I supposed to know when everything has been propaganda? And then I turn on CNN and I'm like, people are speaking the truth. And then I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? What is happening? <laughs> hey, if you're allied with CNN, that's on you. This is a time for this is a time for. It would bring that heart rate down and meditate with some self-reflection. That's what I would say. This is a time for radical anti-Semitism. That will bring my heart <laughs> okay. rate down. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. Phil? Um, Phil. Oh, yeah. Where's the, where is Phil? Um, <laughs> it will be a, uh, a normal call-in show tonight, of course. Uh, you guys know how that works. But if you are curious about how to participate, there it is. there, there are instructions for how to do that in the uh, description of whatever video platform you may be viewing on. Of course, we'll take your email questions to close the show as well. Uh, if you'd like to send in an email question, the way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristiansonmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form, and we will catch up with your super chats every half hour as well. But I've gone on and on about uh, various things that don't really matter all that much. Specifically, I'm talking about my birthday, not necessarily the state of the you know, global warfare, but it's Ratchet Republican. Who's, who's up first, Mr. Ratchet Republican. Are you there? Hi. Hey, can you, can you hear me? Yes, yeah. sir. What's on your mind? Okay. Good. Uh, today's your birthday, right? It is. Thank you. Happy. Well, you didn't say happy birthday, but I'm inferring it. I'm, I'm jumping the gun. Okay. Yeah. It's happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Uh, hope for many more. Uh, unless my so DVT strikes but you know. <laughs> take care of yourself man go to the doctor i am following uh, their every word even, even though i know these people would stab me full of uh whatever pfizer concoction they want if i gave them full license to do it or maybe if i yeah maybe they trick me into doing it for all i know yeah 
from Pfizer juice. Yeah. Um, so what I wanted to talk about was um, talk a little bit about the the Israeli the topic du jour the Israeli thing. Um, I don't I have very limited knowledge because every time I try to watch an explanation of the the whole history and everything, I just get confused. And it's just one big, everything start rolling into each other. I just, my eyes just glaze over. But one thing I've, I've noticed is that um, I think they're going to treat the, the media, the mainstream media and the Democratic Party, I think they're going to treat Israel like they treat Donald Trump. And the way, hmm. I, way, the way that is, is when Donald Trump was president, right, and you had some black politician would come in and um, make some inflammatory statements about him and then Donald Trump would clap back and then they would blame Donald Trump for making a racist attack against this poor black man when they they leave out the fact that the black man attacked him first. I believe they're going to do that with Israel. I think they're going to pump up the outrage level when Israel retaliates to the point where it overshadows the uh, the outrage of the first attack of Hamas. And they're going to make turn Israel into a villain. And do you think um, the goal in that is an anti-Israel thing, or do you think the goal in that is uh, just uh, strife in general, conflict in general? No, I, I think that I really do honestly believe that the media is secretly pro-Hamas. Hmm. Um, I, I really honestly do believe that, and um, uh, but they, they can't they, they can't do it outwardly because you know. Uh, you know the Jews have a lot of money, you know, so they they can't do it in the, yeah. out in the open like that. But why would they be pro Hamas? Everybody in the media is Jewish. Everybody in the media. I don't think everybody in the media is Jewish. Oh, it's um, it's so Jewish. <laughs> I do believe that you know there's some leftist factions in the media that um, are secretly um, pro Palestine. So I, I believe that you know. It's it's going to be a a, a, t- a tight rope they're going to play, but I think they're going to like they're pump going to pump like with the hospital thing, how quick they were to jump on that story and say Israel bombed the hospitals, mm-hmm. and they were trying to pump that up, you know. I, I think that they're going to use outrage to to pump one side over the other, and I, they're going to treat going to try to turn Israel into uh into into the villain. And what I find fascinating too is that. How is how are these universities like the Harvards of the world are going to handle the fact that they're going to lose a lot of money because a lot of these Jewish benefactors are going to pull their money from these universities because of the protest and the and not and not uh and not and not vilifying these protests that are happening on their campuses. So that that's another thing I'm interested in seeing. Um to whether or not these universities are going to stand on their principles, or are they going to bend to the to the uh, to the money? Mm. So that's one thing I'm I'm in, interested in seeing. Harvard's got quite well, an endowment, though. That's going to last a little while. Yeah, really. They are going to uh, go for the money. I would assume. I, I mean, they're, I, gonna, they're they're, they're yeah, always they're, uh, they're always thirsty for those donations, those contributions, those make their big bank accounts even bigger. So we'll see. Um, 
Yeah, the uh, the the Harvard letter. I haven't followed that story super closely. My understanding is it was just it was Harvard students who wrote a letter, something to the effect of everything that's happening in the area is 100 percent Israel's fault or or something <laughs> to that effect. Uh, is there anything else to that particular controversy than that? Um, I think I think I think that's it. And the fact that the the, the Harvard uh, faculties are not uh, really are not really admonishing the um the students all of a sudden they find free speech free speech values when it comes to these type of uh hmm. protests but when it comes to like you know conservatives on campus all of a sudden you know it's, it's dangerous um but one other thing too i wanted to ask you guys a question what do you think about the trump's re- um, response on DeSantis' response to this whole situation which one do you I actually have not seen Trump's response because Trump either I have not been paying attention or Trump has been kind of quiet lately. But what did Trump say? He said something about how um, that Hezbollah people are smart and. Oh, that. 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 Um, That. 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 Without reading the commentary, it's hard for me to comment confidently. So take everything I'm going to say with a grain of salt. But my, if this fits into the pattern previously where Trump says things that are uh, quasi compliments about evil actors across the world there, you can observe good qualities about a bad actor without saying they're, they're the good guys. You know what I mean? Like we saw this with uh, what he had to say about Kim Jong-un and what he's had to say about Putin. And I know there are mixed opinions about Putin around here, but you know, I have no, my, I don't have I'm a, a Putin skeptic. Um, but I guess what I'm saying is you, you can That's observe American. Some, you can, <laughs> anyway, you could observe uh, an enemy's positive qualities without thinking that they're a good actor. In fact, it's wise to do that. It's wise to understand what your enemies are good at, what skills they have and what weaknesses they have. So, Without hearing everything that Trump had to say, I'm guessing this probably fits within that pattern. But you tell me if that's way off, at least in your estimation. Um, I I don't have a problem with what Trump said because I think they are actually smart. They're trying to get gold Israel into into attacking Mm -hmm. attacking Gaza and attacking the West Wing. As I said, to get those victim points, you have to understand. They understand how the West operates. The West, the hierarchy of importance is based on who's the biggest victim, and they see how Ukraine has played that victim card to the T. And I think they want some of that Ukraine bucks. They want. Let's not forget the biggest victim in this entire conflict, and it's Zelensky, and it's by a mile. No one has been victimized in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Nobody has lost more than Vladimir Zelensky. Uh, (laughs) This is just devastating. Yes, and as you can see, Biden is trying to petition the um, trying to petition the Congress to send money to Palestine. So, uh, okay. So, I, did I misunderstand that? Because let me, when he tweeted earlier today, does he mean he's requesting that or going to request that from Congress, or does he mean he he is sending the money? Let me see if I can find the tweet, or I think I saved the tweet here. He said earlier today, "I just announced a hundred million dollars for humanitarian assistance in Gaza and the West Bank." The money will support over a million displaced and conflict affected Palestinians, and we will have mechanisms in place so this aid will not or this aid reaches those in need and not Hamas or terrorist groups. So I read that to say this is going for sure, and it's completely independent of Congress. I I, I guess I I thought he was I thought he was petitioning Congress, but I guess he's going to send it 
I, 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 that's what I'm telling you. They're, yeah. I think they're trying to play the victim because they know how to play the West. Well, as you, always, we are... shovel a bunch of money into Israel to uh, to <laughs> to finance their weaponry, and then the people who are you know they the people who are um, victimized, if you want to use that word. Although I understand there's going to have to be a response from Israel, I get it. But the people who are in a bad position as a result of that weaponry, uh, we're mm-hmm. going to send them money too. So as always, it's money to both sides of the conflict. But um, yeah, I, I I think another. I, 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 that's what I think because of the Marxist nature of of the left. Um, I, I believe that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to to play the game just like Ukraine is playing the game. And and I think it's going to work. And I think they're going to come out, come out this with some with some money in their hands. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, that's the only thing you can count on. You're right. Is uh, bad actors are getting rich. You know, yes. Uh, yes there are absolutely. definitely pockets being handsomely lined by all of this foreign aid and uh, Congress not being in session by virtue of not having a speaker will not interrupt what is most important. It seems. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks for yeah, calling so, in. Man. Appreciate it. If you have a quick no final thought, go for it. But otherwise, we'll let you go. No, I just I, I, I don't know how to how this ends, because everybody keeps saying that, you know, Israel needs to cease fire. But I don't understand how that helps anything. Um, mm-hmm. I was watching Actual Justice Warrior. I was, and that's quick, I'm quick about this. I, I, watched, I just watched Actual Justice Warrior and he ended his video stating that at the end, what he believes is going to happen is that um, they're going to force Israel to take Palestine and merge with Palestine. And that's going to end the end. So Israel. just like a, a takeover of Gaza and the West Bank or what? No, no, no. To, to, to take in the, the Palestinians and to because what he's saying is that the people who are in Harvard and, and who are supporting Palestine are going to become the leaders of the next you know generation. Right. Mm-hmm. These are people who are going to take the reins of society. They are going to cut funds and make funds contingent of Israel doing something or taking them in or something. And what he believes is that's going to lead to um, Israel being taken over by Palestine. And hmm. what I'm <laughs> saying is that if that's the case, then if, the, if you know the end result is going to be the end of your people, why don't you preempt that by... Uh, by by doing you know what Ben Shapiro said by uh, leveling Gaza, do the preemptive strike. If it's either you or me, I'm going to pick me. So I'm pick my people. So that's what that's what my point is. So I I don't understand people who keep saying ceasefire. I, I don't think there's any middle ground that can be met between these two groups. We will never see the end of Israel in our lifetime. It is there's no you know. fucking way that is going to happen. There's no way. Hmm. Okay. I, I, well, I advise anybody to watch the actual Justice Warrior video. Yeah, sure. It's, it's actually pretty um, interesting. So. Thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. No problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whoops. Oh, there we go. Uh, Nasty is up next. Nasty, are you there? Yeah. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Good, What's on you? your mind? Good, good. I mean, there's so much on my mind. It's the first time caller. I've been listening to y'all for a long time, and... uh why I decided to call in is because uh, I've I've studied this stuff formally for a long time, lived in the region for a while. And this um, stuff being the it, Middle Eastern conflict or. Yeah. OK, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Where's the region? Uh, where did I where did I live or uh-huh. uh, lived in Jordan, uh, Lebanon. Uh, I've been to the West Bank, been to to 
uh, Egypt, spent time there. So spent a lot of time in the region, um, studied it formally for two decades, uh, have my PhD in the subject. Wow. Oh, so you're not calling like straight from Tel Aviv? Okay. <laughs> no, no. I have a lot of friends and family that uh, are still over there that I keep in touch with, but uh, not over there anymore. I was over there for years, but uh, you, you know the you know the got the call meme. <laughs> you yes. look you look like you think we're getting the call right now. Literally. <laughs> anyway, no, no, no we right. got the call last week with the guy that was telling us about uh, old technology defeating new technology. No. Uh, that was no, the that call. Was, I thought yeah. that was pretty fair minded. Not that I'm saying you're not fair minded, Nancy. I'm just laughing at. Anyway, you have a lot of knowledge on this, so I'll interrupt you no more. Go right ahead. No, 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 I do. I'm just trying to get, you know, support my point. But yeah, yeah. I, but, but I'm I'm just curious. Um, listen to the, like the last caller, for instance, talking mm -hmm. about, you know, like, to, should, could we do a preemptive strike? Like, what would that work like that? I don't I don't think that what people realize, like with Hamas and terrorism in general, is that it does two things or it is two things. Right. It it is a reaction to something and it provokes a reaction. And I think that we think Hamas is not a rational actor in terms of what they of what they did, uh, but they clearly were provoked for you know quite some time. If you look at how Gaza, uh, you know, has been situated, uh, the things that have happened there, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if you even look at it, it's objective that Israel tacitly supported them uh, in the face of the Palestinian Liberation Organization because they thought you, it would be easier to. Can you clarify that? Is that people. something that, that you understand? Because I hear accusations of or people saying that Netanyahu propped up Hamas and and I don't no, know if that's an area of knowledge for you. I just hear that. And I don't know what that's based on or whether that's true. Yeah, sure. You can look it up. I mean, there's a, you know, the, the, the Palestinians in Gaza essentially fought a war against each other. And, and mm -hmm. the, during the, um, you know, much of the seventies, eighties and into the nineties, uh, the Israelis thought it would be easier to deal with Hamas, believe it or not, than the PLO, because what you can do if, when you have, the extremists in charge there it's easier to divide the public with them where the plo is a secular organization so they they huh. stood for all palestinians mm. where where hamas stands for muslim palestinians and now there's only muslim palestinians basically in in, in <clears throat> excuse me in gaza so so that's what they did it's a classic divide and conquer strategy it's the classic strategy even like you know you can look through time and the whole conflict is that way and the same thing with geopolitics and why we support Israel unconditionally. You know, I'm I come politically from a different side than both of you, even though I listen to you a lot. Like me, I was just talking to your uh, your host, and I, I'm here to learn. You know, I I want to learn from different people and understand why they believe the things that they believe. Mm -hmm. um, because so much of reality is just the perception that we live in. You know, like the hospital bombing, for instance. Before that happened. Arab populations and Arab leaders around the Middle East were not on the side of Israel, but they weren't Vietnamese, Viet, uh, excuse me, it's been a long day, Vietnamese against them, right? Mm -hmm. And now after that bombing, look at the Arab streets, look at the protests, look at uh, completely unprecedented, the president of Jordan canceling his meeting with, uh, with Biden. You know, that's unprecedented. And... Um, and the 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 ship has sailed for the Arabs in the Arab world. That hotel was bombed by Israel. There's nothing you could show them that would convince them otherwise. The hospital. The, the, you mean this recent yeah. one? Okay. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah the one from from yesterday. Uh, yeah. Do you have an uh, do you have an opinion on what happened? It seems like the evidence points to it came from Palestinians. Or do you do you believe otherwise? You believe the American mainstream media? That's very. Well, I don't know. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> I saw there was video. Okay, there's like there's video, and it seems to be time stamped. And here's my other thing about it: is if Israel wanted to level the hospital. They would level the hospital. It, it was a parking lot. Whatever this was, it hit the parking lot next to the hospital. And so that makes yeah, me see, suspicious is, that it was Israel, too. Like, as it, that makes me skeptical that it was Israel, is what I'm saying. Like, if they yeah. wanted to, to do it, they would do it. For sure, yeah. And I mean, it, you know, it's it's so the narrative right now, and it's so everything's focused on. But just look at what's happening in Gaza, right? Ignore the hospital for a minute. Israel's drawn a line at Wadi Gaza and told a million people that you have 24 hours to leave. And they're dropped, they've dropped 6,000 bombs on Gaza mm-hmm. in days. It, the hospital is a narrative that we're focused on and arguing about. There's genocide happening in, wow. in Gaza okay. right now. And it, does, it doesn't matter what side you're on, uh, you know, of anything. Like, it seems pretty objective at this point that Israel is going to annex Gaza. Like if they wanted to do what they wanted to do, if they wanted to go in and eliminate Hamas and rescue the hostages, they're stupid. They have some of the best intelligence forces in the world. They would be doing what we did to Osama bin Laden. They would send in the special forces units. In fairness, it took us forever for that, though. It took us a decade to find that dude. But what do we do in that decade? The same thing Hamas is doing or that Israel is doing right now is we wasted four trillion dollars thousands of lives uh we poured all the money into iraq and afghanistan the day yeah. we the afghanistan longest war in our history most money we've ever spent most uh most time we've ever spent anywhere occupying a country 20 years mm-hmm. the day we left the taliban took over yeah it basically returned to status quo yeah the so, failure i mean the folly of our in policy, fairness yeah. i know i know blonde likes to pick on the low-tech beats high-tech guy but Look at the Taliban. I mean, there's some low tech beating some high tech right there. Oh, yeah, yeah but that's sure. not I mean, because of that. It's it's I mean, it's because of our. Yeah, it, it's because of the way that we handled it, for sure. But there, I think there is something to say that. If the will of the people there is what it is, and in this case, it is it is pro uh, iron fisted Islamism then uh, that's what it will be. And I I don't know that there's anything short of America maintaining a permanent presence there with a gun pointed at people's faces saying, no, you will be free in pure Mm -hmm. irony that, that even the even the highest tech can't beat the will of the people in that way. I think you're absolutely right. And Oh yeah, for sure. And this is my point earlier. I started it and let me finish it. And then you can move on other collars. Maybe I'll have, maybe I'll have one domestic question if you have time for it. But, um, uh, it, 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 is that I said terrorism is provoked by a reaction. And, you know, you can look up the history. One of your callers actually last, yeah, last week had a great kind of quick primer on it with, you know, how there there actually was peace there 100 years ago. <laughs> Jews, Israel, Jews, uh, pa- um, you know, there was no such thing as Palestine. There was no such thing as Israel. There were Jews, Muslims, Christians. And under the Ottoman Empire, they lived there in peace. And then, you know, the British divided it. They gave Israelis the power. It's the classic divide and conquer. You give the You give the minority power over the majority, and then you sit back and let them fight while you control the situation, right? But what 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 Hamas did was a rational act in terms of they are a terrorist organization. And look around the Middle East now. 
the support is for the Palestinian people, not Hamas. But that support for those people will grow now. And that ideology will spread the longer that Israel is yeah. occupying them. I mean, Just like that ideology spread when we invaded Iraq. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they and I appreciate the way that you're looking at this. You can look at, at an act like that and re, and understand the reasons the people who perpetrated it did to understand the reasons that they did it is not the same thing as saying it's good that they did. It's justified that they did. It's fine that they did. But I think you're right to act like there's no plausible reason why they would be motivated to do it is just silly. I mean, obviously, they right. That doesn't mean they're right, but it means there's something in their head that motivates them to commit acts so horrific. And it probably would be wise to understand why in the same way we should understand what the motives of terrorists who attack this country. You should. Oh, yes. That's but let let me give you one quick anecdote. Sorry to interrupt. Is that okay? I apologize on your show to interrupt. But oh, um, no. How dare you? I appreciate the Um, time. (laughs) We will have to we'll have to wrap it up shortly here. But final thought for you. Yeah, so uh, this will be my final thought and revisit this next time. There's probably going to be eventually, you know, a terrorist attack on America, just like there was in Brussels. Go listen to what Osama bin Laden said after he attacked us on 9-11. And he said three things. One, we put troops on the Holy Land. Two, we uh, supported Middle Eastern dictators. And three, and this is the key one of what's happening right now, our unwavering, unconditional support for Israel. And these are his words, not mine in the in in the face of the occupation the dehumanization and the uh subjugation of the palestinian people and that's his mm. words not mine fair point fair point one two and three well played osama you really uh yeah. no but it's the same i mean I, I i should go back and and listen to what he had to say again not to not that it's right what happened but no, it's uh, last thing. Sorry, real quick. Exactly what you said. And just yeah. to make me very clear what I'm saying here or the whole things I'm saying here yeah. is that I'm not justifying it. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying yeah. nothing is right. That's going on there. It's all wrong. But if you don't understand it, it will never be solved and it will only get worse. Yeah. This is why we read manifestos when exactly. there's shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for the call. I appreciate uh, your thoughts. And hey, I appreciate your open mindedness, too. It's not very often that people come in and say, hey, I, I maybe have a different political perspective, but I'd like to talk about this in a in an open and honest way. And I appreciate that as well. Thanks for calling. Thank you for your time. Thanks for saying thanks for having me. Yeah, have a good night. OK, we are at the bottom of the hour because, man, people want to talk uh, Israeli-Palestinian conflict and look how the time just flies. So uh, we'll catch up with a few chats here. We'll get right back to the calls and I'll try to be a little more efficient. Uh, but I appreciate people got you know complex thoughts tonight. I appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Token S word over on Rumble. Hey, Majagas. Happy birthday, Matt. Anything special planned? Did Blonde do anything special for her birthday? I um I don't really have anything special planned because we've been in the midst of moving my parents over to Bozeman. And now we're we're done in so far as they're in their new place, although physical items need to be moved and stuff. But it's such a big deal for my family right now. To have us moved into our place in June and to have my parents moved a few hundred miles to be closer to us for their for their grandkids. So instead of trying to make like trying to do something fancy for me, it's like, let's let's all just chill out and enjoy. uh, Enjoy the new situation we've been able to construct because this is great. We're we're thrilled as a family to have everything, everything set up before winter. Oh, so, uh, thank you, Mr. Token S. Word Blonde, did you do anything? For, you were in Japan. I was in Japan, yeah. yeah. Um, well, I celebrated my birthday twice because Japan is 16 hours ahead. 
So mm-hmm. I was like, I get a Japanese birthday and I get an American birthday. Um, my husband bought me a really expensive kimono. <laughs> you got a, you got an expensive kimono. Now, but it's like a modern kimono. I can wear it and people n- won't be like. I got to see this. This is weird on Sunday. I wanted to come. It's just black. Like you wouldn't even know. What's the difference between a kimono and just a regular robe? Is there? It's robe like it, it's not a traditional kimono. It's like a it's like a this modern, this cool Japanese modern artist made it. Huh. Um, and yeah, it was I don't know. I was in Japan, so it was it was awesome. So that's that's what I did. That's why that's, I played that trip. It seems like a pretty good birthday experience in general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mr. Token S word also says. So you two can't, uh, or sorry. So you two didn't get enough fighting and division this month. Here we are again, going on about Israel and low IQ goat fucker terrorists. Yeah, I mean, have I have I had my fill of Israel Palestine talk? Absolutely. However, if callers want to discuss it, you know, I'm not I'm not going to uh, to block whatever people want to talk about. Um. He also says blonde cannot be this dumb. You really believe leftist ethnic Jews won't sell out their people? A leftist father attacked the people who supported him during his daughter's murder. Yeah, uh, I, I suppose this is in reference to the media talk we're trying to figure. Because, I, I mean, I take both points. I, I Obviously, there is a lot of, um, well, there are a lot of Jewish people who uh, operate media companies. All right. I'm not making a value judgment on that. I'm just saying that is a matter of fact because it is. I, I do think, uh, to Ratchet Republicans' point, it's also true that for a lot of outlets, if I had to say which which side is this media outlet on of this conflict, if any, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that seem, uh, to the point on the hospital thing, jumping the gun on it was definitely Israel that did this when the evidence is seems to point the other way. How do we expl- How do you how do you square that? I, I the only way I could is with this chat that it's like. Uh, yeah, okay. some sort okay, of I, betrayal of, of, you know, whatever your own ethnicity, I guess. But I think that that you're not seeing the broader picture. I think that that people in Israel will betray small segments of their population for the continuation of the broader whole. Like uh, it's called the kibbutz, right? Look Don't look at me. <laughs> yeah. OK, it's called the kibbutz. It's where in Israel they take your children, but they don't even take the children. Like the the, the families voluntarily give. Were the these these weird commune things you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In order to live and be raised by collective mothers on on a state run commune, like it, the Jewish people are, they're more willing to make in group sacrifices to preserve the continuation of their people. I thought you and were doing to, a collective motherhood commune sometime soon. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just a commune, not collective motherhood. I don't want to raise somebody else's kids. Got it. I'd lose my mind if somebody else raised my kids. No, no, no. Well, yeah. That's asinine. It it is hard enough to deal with your own kids' bullshit. Someone else's kids' bullshit. I'm out. Absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But I think that we're seeing that with their tolerance of false flag events um, and with, you know, some sacrifice of life within the Israeli community. I mean, that's obviously happening. But they see it as um, as a as a continuation of the whole as for the greater good. And I think that the Talmud kind of lends better to that collective mentality. Uh, But I'm also I'm so dumb. 
he's just playing. He's he's token S-word man. I mean, he calls himself a racial slur. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Mr. Token That's S-word. That's like an adorable racial slur. <laughs> Addicted to Drum says, Matt and Blonde, how far along do you think Iran is in their plans to get nukes? Do you think they have them already? Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and if they don't have them already, I pro- they probably got... Uh, some valuable intelligence from us, considering we have several Iranian spies in our government in high level positions with access to uh, very sensitive information. So I'm not worried yeah. about it. I it's not like I trust Iran or anything like that, but I I really feel like they're not going to send us like the trajectory of this World War Three path is not as true as the mainstream media is making it out to be. I don't think they're hell bent on world domination. Who thinks that about Iran? Right wing media has been just full retard lately. Uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not the Iranian expert guy. Like, do I worry that they're going to come over here with the intent of dominating our country? No, not necessarily. Do if they had a nuke, would they uh, would they deploy it against us? No, I really don't think so. I'm listening to Dan Bongino. I'm a little worried about that. Like if they have the weaponry, would would they would they do some mutually suicidal stuff no they're they're not they're not highly impulsive we haven't seen that from them impulsivity on, on the on a nuclear a world war scale that that sounds preposterous i'm listening to dan bongino about this i don't, I don't know why because I, I still like him even though like his take and he just did this take about iran being a, a being on this trajectory and he's like Everybody that is worth anybody's time believes that. And if you don't believe that you, you have, it's a moral failing, but like none of it was an argument. And that's what I'm hearing from people constantly. Like if you don't, if you don't buy uh, the traditional narrative on what's going on here, you're, you're a bad person. You don't understand global affairs. He said, you're not a serious person. Like none of these things are are arguments. In fairness to Bongino, that's kind of his bit too. I mean, he, he really does that to everybody. It's like, I know I have but a lot of dumb lefty really, listeners, but let me explain I it guess, to you, stupid he, liberals. You know, but it's he's kind of not, deal, he's but. not dumb. And like, and sometimes yeah. he really gets into the nitty gritty of, um, of domestic issues and things like that and, and governmental structure. Like I, I know that he, I just, I feel particularly misled by him this week. Like I was listening to him and I was like, I can't, I can't do this with you right now. Blonde has a fallout with everyone eventually though, except for me. I'm the only one who survived. Um, what about Devin Stack? Well, maybe maybe there are two then. Legal man never fell out with legal man. All right. I've, All right. There I've are a few. a few. I'm in elite company, at least, though. <laughs> uh, OK, we do need to get a few on YouTube and Tippy before we get back into the calls. And thank you guys on uh, Odyssey and D live as well. Oh, I almost I forgot. Oh, oh no, no, no. I, I did get all of them on Rumble. So we're good there. Wait, was I supposed to say, was I supposed to read some of these? Let's get just a few, at least a few on YouTube and Tippy in in a minute or so. Dangerous Spaces says, happy birthday, boss. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Quasi-employee man. My one sort of employee. Feels good, don't it? Yeah. Um, Mojack420, y'all are my nighttime entertainment while I'm in the hospital for a few days. Nothing major, just need to knock me out for a CT scan and steal my T-cells for my new cancer treatment. (laughs) Well, all the best, man. Uh, And and keep us informed and thanks for all your support for the show and uh, appreciate your good attitude about what is a bad situation too. So all the best. My so-called mixed channel. Oh, we got to schedule a hangout, but um, happy birthday, Matt, and happy belated birthday, Blonde. Libras unite. Love you both. Talk soon. Yeah. We're supposed uh, to be insane, right? You're a Libra. I forgot that barely? Uh, he was a Libra. No, I, I am. I don't think it's barely. I think I'm well inside. I'm barely a Libra then. 
I don't think you are a Libra. Aren't you outside? I am a Libra. No, no, I'm a Libra. Let's look what the boundary is. Let's see. Mm, metal oh, you rules. are. You're right. You're, well, no, we are kind of both on the boundary. You're, you're, we both are. So I was wrong about that. Uh, oh. September 23rd to October 22nd. Oh. So. Okay. What? Your, um, your, your sign is the, the scales of balance? What Did they not? Your heart rate has nothing to do with that. This is bullshit. I mean, I've always thought that astrology, astrology, right? I always confuse astronomy and astrology. Astrology is bullshit. Yeah. Although when yeah. I listen to Neil Neil deGrasse Tyson, I'm convinced that astronomy is bullshit. It's also bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and physics after mm. that plane thing. Y'all still yeah, believe seriously. physics is real. Uh, it's all real, man. Um, or none of it. Metal rules. October 18th, 2023. We live in, we'll live in infamy worse than Pearl Harbor and 9-11 combined that's all not to an exponential power mm-hmm. hmm. thank Let's you sir. uh yeah we'll come back to your chats uh at the top of the hour thank you guys very much we'll get back into the calls um i'll have to just circle back with you gilgamesh you're up if you're ready hey how's it going you two hi we are well what's on your mind you're looking great blonde oh thank you my nose yeah. begs to differ fine with your Blood on your leg. I had a hammer in my head as a kid. I don't yeah. have a clot anymore, but, but thank you. It's gone. Hey, it are all your me. clots gone? Do you know? Uh, How I have, dare you? I haven't had an ultrasound recently, but I have full strength function in all of my extremities. And so you survived clots. your blood clot. Okay. Until I, now. Yeah. Well, I have a kidney stone surgery on Monday to get rid of a kidney stone. Oh, boy. And it turns out my kidneys love making kidney stones. They said after they did an x-ray, they said, you have a bunch of them, all, small ones on both sides, both kidneys. Oh, yay. I'm going to have these things forever. So you oh, have to have both ouch. surgery on both oh, kidneys? Yeah. yeah, they said I have a bunch of small ones on both that are coming out of, in, in the the what it, the thing that goes from the kidneys to the... Yeah, they found a bunch of small ones in there, and they're trying to find this big one that caused me a lot of pain and put me in the hospital, in the emergency room where I, when I drink water, I wanted to throw up. That's how bad it is. It's been five years since I had one of these painful kidney stones. I'll tell you, a pregnant woman told me she'd rather have 10 kids come out of her all at once than ever have another kidney stone. She said, that's how painful these things are. I've heard they're and, terrible. Yeah. Oh, they are. Oh, I had to have them removed each time. And the first time I had it, I had two and I went to the hospital. I was working. I went there and had them. I left the next day. Stupid me. I went, went right to work. I could barely lift my right arm. And I had to, I literally was on the ground. I never cried or anything. I didn't go back so to the hospital. The pain goes throughout your body in that way? You had arm oh, yeah. pain? Go, oh, yeah. Why does it do that? It from the back, it radiates because the stone's either moving or stuck. So it'll it'll send. But in pain the arm, though, why does it why does it cause pain in the arm? Well, no, it caught. Well, when I had the stint in there after they removed the stones, they put a stint oh, in. Oh, okay. So it was, it was after so an it, operation yeah. of some kind. Okay. Yeah, you go under and they go in and they remove the stone and then they put in these stents to keep the area mm-hmm. open so it'll heal. Mm-hmm. Well, it makes it hard to move. And so I went to work and then I ended up back in the hospital and I, it turns out I gave myself an infection. They forced me to stay for a week to heal. They had to do the surgery again and put a new stents in. And I oh was my like, God. I, I, yeah, it was, it was, it, I was like, no, I'm going to go to work. My boss literally said, you're going to stay in the hospital. He called, they called him and he said, you're going to stay in, don't worry about getting paid. The It'll be fine. They had a guard out there saying, if he tries leaving, strap him to the bed. So I was in there Lord. for a week and I had I had 110 fever that I was literally sweating, dying. And I was like, no, I got to go to work. 
I can't. The place will shut down if I'm not at work. So that was my mentality. 110 fever. Yeah. That's like you're going to die. Yeah, I was imminently. on death's door. Yeah. 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 I got in the hospital and they gave me a, the button to push for morphine. I went through it in a minute and they came in and said, there's no way you should be alive. So they had to do the drip. I'm not joking. I literally was put, I pushed that button because I was in so much pain. I was like, went through the whole bottle of morphine in less than a minute. And they came, I said, I need more morphine. They went, that you should not be alive. You should be dead. You almost set the record. I was just curious what the yeah. record is. The highest fever know. ever recorded is 115.7. So, that, person, that person yeah. died, I'm sure. Uh, this person oh, was, was a 51 year old with a heat stroke in 1980. Yeah, I could yeah. not get up. I I was in so much pain. I was like, no, I'm going to go back to work. And I I fell on the ground. I'm crawling. And the guy goes, get back in bed or I'm going to scrap you in there. I said, no, I'm Dude, leaving. <laughs> fever, I don't care. That's fever my brain damage happens at 110. How hey, long did this I fever mean, last? I, oh, it, I was sick for a week. And, wow. and then I, I ended up staying two weeks because I was really that bad off. I had a terrible infection. I gave that to myself by going to work the next day from hmm. having kidney stones for three. You know, Matt, yeah. that so your, your DVT and, could have uh, traveled oh, to your Matt, penis. Oh, Matt, I bring this up. Wait, what? In the movie Seven. Okay. I get... okay. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll take one thought yes. on Seven, then we got to let you go. But uh, go ahead. Tracy was not a bitch. She was going to tell her husband. The The thing was, when she was talking to Somerset, she had just found out she was pregnant. And some, reason but, Somerset brings up about the ex-girlfriend, because he, and this is why he's never gotten into the race, he regrets not stopping her from having the abortion. And he blames himself for not stopping her. Well, he still says Tracy it was the, the, the best or the also, right decision. But the other thing is, even if she intended to tell him, she went to some rando to inform him of the pregnancy before her own husband. If my no, wife did rando. that, she went to, the reason yes, she, they she just moved there like a week on, ago. Matt, there's a reason. No, she you hold, hold on. I let you. Brad, okay. Her husband was so busy on the case. He never had. Time I'm, to talk I'm, to her. I did not get Aww. to complete my thought. I was interrupted there. Um, Sorry. She she goes to a guy she doesn't even know to inform him of the pregnancy before her husband. If my wife did that, I would be rightfully enraged that she well, went to tell some reason. guy she barely even knows before she told me. Okay. When he brings Somerset to his house, what's he do? He kisses his wife then plays with the dogs. They talk, her and Somerset talk. So she feels comfortable because her husband's so busy. She tells him she doesn't like living in the city. She doesn't yeah, but, want to hurt his career. But she that's my, want to, that's exactly my yeah, point. She's, so she's decided to tell him she's not sure how he'll react to find well, out. That he's she has decided that guy she's known for a couple of days is closer to because, her and more deserving of this information than her own husband. That is trash well, wife behavior. No, but it's not because hundred percent Somerset made, made her feel more that she could talk to him because he's such an easygoing guy to listen that he okay, listens but, to. But again, so if my wife on the, go, on the case that he didn't my, have time to talk to his wife, that's why if, she can't talk to him. If my wife goes to another man to discuss sensitive topics like this and tells me the justification is that I can talk to him more easily, that is trash wife behavior and your no, marriage not. is in shambles. A hundred percent. She's uh, honey, no, you're telling me you would not have on. a problem with your wife doing that to you. If 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 I'm busy, like he's constantly dealing with the case that he doesn't have time to talk to her. So when she's telling Somerset, it, this, well, now it's, it's no time. Now it's he didn't have. No, he's busy. Go look. <laughs> he's too he's busy. He's so focused for... on the case. Okay, here's okay. here's what tells All right, you. All right, I gotta let you go. Thank day. you for calling it. One thing. 
when he all right uh i know a fat guy is up next wait wait you didn't let me finish go ahead your dvt can break off and travel into your groin and get lodged in the dorsal part of your penis didn't happen to me you are you're very it's actually super rare like incredibly what, rare. What are the uh, vein thrombosis? Really, DVT. really quick. Sorry to pause on you. I know a fat guy, but uh, what are the consequences if that happens? What I would imagine that like it would be horribly painful. And is it, it just pain? I guess what I'm saying is, does it limit function? Surely, right? Hmm. I don't know. Well, it didn't go to my lungs, and it didn't go to my wiener can confirm uh i know a fat guy what are your thoughts uh you know i don't know who said it but the united states isn't a country it's a fucking planet Hmm. what do you mean by that just what it means by that is that most americans are completely unaware of what's actually going on in the world in reality so they kind of leave the foreign policy to you know people to people and just trust our government and they just Trust that they won't screw it up too much. So I'll give you some stories that you haven't or not aware of and just see what you think. You know, we bailed out the banks at one for about one point one trillion dollars so far this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sounds about right. I'm so, that sounds like a low number, actually. And we, when you oh, say yeah. bailouts, are you talking about like the Silicon Valleys? Are you talking about like, I guess, what is your definition of bailout? Okay, uh, you remember those banks that failed in the beginning of the year? Yeah, there was Silicon Valley, um, and yeah. what was there was a second one, another regional bank in California. Silver Bank. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're just referring to those? So, yeah. Well, no, no, those banks weren't bailed out. So what the the Federal Reserve did is they basically set up a program and they allowed all the banks to sell those toxic assets that were kind of like had lost a lot of value. Mm-hmm. They, they bought it at full cost. Mm-hmm. So far, they've done one point one trillion dollars. Makes you okay. feel good that you know everything's safe, right? Uh okay. I guess at least that that's the theory, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the theory. Yeah, they only needed one point one. Just for uh, reference, when we bailed out the banks in uh, before, TARP was only seven hundred and eighty billion. So. Hmm. This referring to the uh, 2008-2009 era stuff? Yes, yes. Yeah. That was 780. This was 1.1 trillion. Now, uh, let's go to a, another story. Do you know that the U.S. diplomats are being disrespected all over the world? Like, uh, Lincoln, our Secretary of State, just recently went to Jordan, and instead of getting any cooperation, he got a lecture for a couple hours and kicked out. Then he went to Egypt, same thing happened. Then he went to Saudi Arabia and they dissed him for about a, a, like overnight. They, they were going to they said they were going to have dinner. They said, "Nah, we'll just see you in the morning." And then he they bitched at him for about an hour and then kicked him out. Last time he was at uh Lincoln went to China, he was bitched at for about seven and a half hours of how everything's your your fault and then they kicked him out. Uh, it sounds about right. I mean, we don't really command much respect, so why would... Oh, this, all this is actually unheard of. No one does this to the United States. Until now, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't think that's like 
Did they not do this to like, uh, I don't know. They didn't do stuff like that to Hillary Clinton or anybody else. They Hmm. never did because everyone respected the the United States. And I think it kind of comes down to what a a Kenyan president said to Macron, the the, uh, president of France. He said, if you're going to lecture us about, if you're going to lecture us about Ukraine and then talk about how we need to trans the kids, you can leave right now. (laughs) We don't need your business. There are other games in town. Yeah, good. (laughs) That sounds about right. Actually, we've, we actually even put sanctions on India and most of Africa too. Over what? Because they won't let gays marry and they won't trans the kids. We we sanction over that kind of stuff. Is that what Biden was talking about when he gave when he was doing his gay pandering thing on uh, Saturday night? He was saying, "Oh, I went to Uganda and I said you're not gonna be mean to the gays, and now they're not anymore, or something to that effect." Is that what the, we do? International sanctions based on how they treat the gays? Yep. I didn't. I didn't know that, but I guess I guess I'm not surprised to learn that. But uh, and the real thing, what probably one of the biggest things is right now the IMF, World Bank, and the United States are freaking out about the BRICS. Because they expanded six more nations, and they're expanding KIPS, which is their uh, their their alternative to the SWIFT system, which is the U.S. system. And they expanded it, and everyone's starting to use the KIPS system. And they also have a new development bank, which is a rival to the IMF and World Bank. And the IM and and the uh, new development bank you don't have to let the gays marry, or you don't have to trans the kids in order to get a loan. <laughs> Oh, well, okay. Uh, shocking. Uh, all right. Well, thank you for the uh, the insight on all the uh, international banking stuff. Do you have any uh, other thoughts before we let you go? Uh, would you like to know something about the Bible or some, like, investment information? Investment information. Either will have to be pretty quick. But, yeah, if you can do investment information, sure. Uh, real simple. Bloomberg, I think, had an article and it talked about the Federal Reserve uh, people and where they're investing. They're investing in commodities and commodity related things. Uh, two stocks that they actually listed in the article were Rio Tinto, R.I.O., pays about an eight and a half percent dividend. And STR, which is Sitco Royalties, that's a, uh, a, a kind of a investment firm that deals with commodities and it pays six and a half percent. All right. Okay. Well, thank you for that non-financial advice, which of course it is or non, uh, yeah, non-investment oh, advice. Just, disclaimer. I, that's I, uh, no, it's, 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 yeah. it's from an article. <laughs> All right. Th- thank you. I just don't want to get, uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to create legal liability for anybody. That's all. <laughs> all right. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Sure. Absolutely. Bye. Goodbye. Okay, we got time for one more before the top of the hour. It's Steven. Hey, Steven, how are you? Hey, guys. Hi. Well, what's on your mind, sir? Um, oh, I am out of obsession territory, but um, living my day-to-day life, I am still distracted and having fun, which leads me to the topic I'd like to ask you guys about. And hmm. I, even though I'm sure you guys don't give a shit. Oh, maybe we do. <laughs> uh, well, I don't give a shit about much of anything these days, Stephen. So give yourself more credit. <laughs> okay. What, what do you got? Uh, um, 
What? Uh, how much do you guys know about? Um, well, the writers' strike has come to a conclusion, but the Actors Guild is still on strike. And um, what do you? Oh, I got here aside from Blonde. What is y'all's take on it? No, you're exactly right. I I don't give a shit about those people. Well, it's not my concern. Yeah, it's, what are they even trying to get? I don't even know. Uh, they had. There were. I know. Stephen, correct me if I'm wrong. I know a lot of the dispute was what to do about streaming revenues, and really, it was mm-hmm. just the the share of the pie overall. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, for for the two of us, and I guess I'll speak for myself. I paid almost no attention to this because I genuinely don't care about any of these people. I don't care about the studio heads. I don't care about the actors. I don't care about the writers. As far as I'm concerned, most of these people are contributing to the, to the cultural degeneracy that, that we are witnessing in this country. Uh, Mm -hmm. So that's why I've kind of tuned it out, but could you just give a quick summary of what the major points of contention are? Um, Do I have to give a, do I have to give a summary or can I just tell you how it's affecting me? Sure, whatever you want. Sure. I just I just want to make sure that I'm understanding the conflict correctly. But. You're um, you're correct about the streaming revenue and whatnot. And um, however, I would dis uh, you you're not completely wrong about um, them contributing to the degeneracy of our society. However, it's affecting me because they're because it, it's making my actress antsy. And I don't like it whenever she's antsy. Uh, okay. Who, who is this? Can you share who this actress is or is that private? Um, well, what I can say about her is that, um, she doesn't, she has no intention of contributing to the degeneracy of okay. to society. And she's, um, she's not like a, she's not very wealthy. She's not a movie star, but she has had, like a uh, reoccurring work as a star and a guest star on network TV shows. And she's been very lucky to have been a part of that and it paid pretty well, but it, this was network TV where the morals and values were more in line with family values. So I, so I would say she hasn't been a contributing factor to the degeneracy. And, and, and when she you genu- s- Sorry to interrupt, but when you say that she's antsy, do you just mean over the financial reality of it or is it something else? Um, the um, well, the thing is, is that um, I think she's OK financially because she's um, she's um, still getting booked for conventions. And I think sure, I think um, she makes more. She's um, able to demand or make more money doing those gigs than than like um, somebody else with lesser name or, or facial recognition. And, um, and she does a, she currently does a podcast with her daughter right now that, and the turnout is very, it's so sad that the turnout is so low and, and I'm like one of the only regulars right now. Oh, Hmm. well, I'm curious, but but I want to ask. Blonde, do you want me to send to DM you a video that's less than a minute long so you can see how stunningly beautiful this woman is today, even at 54? Sure. Sweet. All right. How much longer do I have? Or do y'all want to kick me out now? Uh, we, <laughs> I, I, you can offer a quick final thought if you got one. Um, I think I've, um, I think I've said what I have to say and, um, and I'll be okay. DMing blonde. You've con- in, you've convinced yeah, me instead Matt, of, Matt, do you want me to, Matt, do you want me to DM you too? You're welcome if you're, to DM you, me, uh, anything you want anytime, but, um, that can't be true. 
well, I did, anything <laughs> with the, that that fits um, X community guidelines, and by that I mean the former Twitter, not X anything else, which is very confusing these days. Uh, I was going to say you've you've convinced me. You've moved me from okay, no longer just nuke Hollywood to fine targeted <laughs> strike on specific individuals. Okay, so congratulations. Yay. <laughs> Uh, all right. You guys take care. Thanks for the call. See you later. Man. Okay. Uh, we are at the top of the hour, so we'll catch up with a few more chats before we get into our final segment of calls. Over on Rumble, uh, Laser47 says, Blonde, have you seen the movie Dark Waters? Mm-mm. Yeah, I've never heard I of that either. So, uh, Is it the one where they get left behind? No idea. I couldn't tell. You. I've never heard the title. Mm-hmm. So sorry to not have a good answer for that. It's apparently a 2019 movie and it's the true story of Robert Balot, an attorney who the attorney who took on DuPont, but I don't know anything oh, more. No, about I it was totally that. wrong. Thank you. Laser. Uh, Mr. Token S word says, I also thought the astrology. I also thought astrology was fake and astronomy was real. Then I heard Neil deGrasse Tyson speak <laughs> and I read the traits and, Predictions about Capricorns. I, it almost completely described me case closed. Yeah. I mean, uh, maybe, maybe I have it backward. Uh, it's definitely possible. Bill biz says I recently watched an interview with Syrian girl on the Gaza raid. Quite an, oh, quite an interesting and worthwhile perspective. I don't know her. What's her deal. Um, well, I've Syrian girl. I haven't, I haven't watched her in so long, but, uh, she's like really anti-Israel. She was living in Syria for her whole life, so she's got a really, um, I, I was going to say realistic, but she's got a cut through the bullshit view of the region. Hmm. Forgot about her. Syrian girl. Mr. Token S-Word. Thank you, Bilbis. Uh, Mr. Token S-Word also says, who doesn't believe the U.S. diplomats are being disrespected? The Pinocha, oh, Pinochet, I think is what he's referring to, right? Pinochet, Pinochet, yeah. Pinochet administration is, oh, no, he's not saying that. It's P A N O C H A. P A N what? Panocha administration is weak and retarded. This weakness is going to breed attacks at home and other enemies to act up China and North Korea. Yeah. Uh, well, not only is this administration weak because, uh, I mean, they project weakness, uh, everywhere. But it's also for sale, effectively speaking. So not only will, will international actors dominate us at will, but, uh, you know, a dollar can be awfully persuasive if you want to mm-hmm. yeah, ha- have, a, have uh, certain actions uh, conducted on your behalf or, you know, whatever. Just call up Hunter. He'll, he'll take care of it for you. Mr. Token S word says, I also uh, are actually subscribed to Blonde the day after the 2016 election. The algorithm actually promoted the show to me. Blonde didn't what? say shit about having a podcast. Always loved Blonde. Um, yeah, well, that that is a that is a uh, that's the land before time. Actually, getting recommendations and and referrals on YouTube. Yeah, that's uh, that that's a long time ago, and I hardly remember such a thing. A C Rocker. What exactly does the colonial flag mean? I feel it's a, a statement, but what does it mean to you? Well, to me, the reason that I like the Betsy Ross flag so much, in addition to having some faith in the founding values of this country, which some might call naive, but I'm sticking to them until the day that they, uh, they finally make me die on the, 
sort of my own principles. No, I think that the founding of this country, the philosophy on which it was founded and the original intent of the Constitution is very well crafted. And that's why I want to perhaps foolishly try to turn this Titanic ship around back toward those original values. Um, and, and so that's why the Betsy Ross flag I think is, is symbolically important and cool. So that's why it's back behind me. But, uh, um, the Betsy Ross flag too, in addition to just, uh, in addition to being philosophically important to me, I love that the Betsy Ross flag is viewed as itself as like a sign of racism or bigotry or mm. something like that. Remember yeah. that was the big deal with Colin Kaepernick. In addition to kneeling for the anthem, Nike had produced shoes with the Betsy Ross flag on them. And mm. Colin Kaepernick browbeat really? Nike into stopping the production because the Betsy Ross flag is itself racist because of course there was slavery at the time of this country's founding. So I, I kind of like philosophically it's important to me, but I also like the bait that it represents because I, I, I find it greatly entertaining when people think that the founding flag of this country is somehow uh, a symbol Racist, of yeah. bigotry, racism, whatever. Uh, that's why. That's why I appreciate the Betsy Ross flag. All right. We're good over on Rumble and DLive. You want to pick up a few on YouTube and Tippy? Sure. I sure do. Okay. Thunderstorm. Someone suffers from a mood disorder like anxiety or depression. Stop eating American flour and switch to Europe. American flour has a chemical causing this issue. Good luck. Hmm. As much as I would like to believe this, I have a hard time believing that that's what's causing my anxiety and depression. It's in the it's, flour. I think that mine is hereditary obsession and compulsion. Could disorder. be. I didn't know that, though. There's lots of reason to be skeptical of our food industry in general. So wouldn't be surprised if there's uh, some truth to that. Long gone, John. I already read that. Wait, no. Biden said the Hamas attack was like 15, 9, 11. Does anyone know how many January 6th that equates to? And do the <laughs> yeah. Dems include the babies at the Hamas abortion clinic in their death count? Uh... Didn't the Hamas, uh, the, the Gazan abortion clinic or whatever their Gazan Planned Parenthood. Didn't that get taken out? I thought I saw that. Yikes. I don't know. Hmm. I didn't see. Bo Cephas. Hear me and rejoice. Marcus the Golden One has released his new Magnus Opus. Magnum Opus. Sorry. Entitled Demigod Mentality. Check it out. Also, hear me and weep. Six sex and hammers back in Europe again. Penile colony. Uh, penal colony. <laughs> or penile. <laughs> uh, I, oh, so okay, Sticks was only here temporary. He, he was I just thought, temporarily. temporarily. Okay. I thought he was... Uh, I mean, I know he's a family man now, too, so uh, I don't know exactly what his arrangement was. But when people were mentioning that he's back, I thought maybe that was more of a full time thing. Apparently not. Moist farts. Happy birthday, Matt. In my semi-professional medical opinion, Blonde's heart rate is up because it must supply blood to that colossal mutant nose. That's wow. now it has its own gravitational oh pull. Oh, my God, fuck's bro. Sake, Love the show, faggots. You suck. Fuck you. This is not my fault. This is the sacrifice that I, I am giving to my family right now. I also can't breathe through it. So I'm not even getting the benefits of having a giant nose. You suck. Fuck you. Thank you for referencing that famous Canadian tranny. You suck. Fuck you. That tranny with oh, uh, Billboard right. Chris. Yeah. That's ah, right. Long time, yeah. John. I don't know what's true or not coming out of Israel at this stage either. All I know is if Ben and CNN aren't wishing Matt a happy birthday, it must really be his birthday. Happy birthday, Matt. That is uh, a good North Star. Mm. You know, in a day where 
in a time where even seemingly uh, credible video evidence you can't trust, <laughs> the one true North Star is just just look at what CNN and Ben Shapiro say and conclude the opposite. And it's probably yeah. correct. No, I don't know. I mean, they're not. Um, I guess I, I are they CNN? I would expect to be saying a lot more seemingly pro-Palestinian stuff. There is no way that CNN and Ben Shapiro are legitimately on the same side of a lot of this stuff. I have a hard time believing that. Yeah, I'm sure not. Yeah. But Wingy, happy birthday, I'm, Matt. I'm, anyway, I appreciate it long time, John. Of course. Thank you for the birthday wishes. Oh, excuse me. I'm starting a new job as manager at a woke company soon. What are your thoughts on ESG? It smells like bailed communism to me. Wrong thing is bad investments and such. Yeah, I don't know that much about yeah. it other than what it is in a very general sense, which is... Um, the, it, it's a it's a way of scoring the social responsibility of corporations and it's a way to browbeat them into taking on certain social responsibility actions often at the expense of their bottom line and of course mm-hmm. their returns for their investors so yeah it sounds like a bunch of bullshit it sounds like a way to try to browbeat uh, businesses into deviating away from their their purpose which is to to earn a profit and to to return that profit to the to the shareholders of the company anything else is just made up nonsense but uh i guess i guess that's the route that we're going to go that we're going to allow activists i think the way that they 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 try to frame this instead of shareholders as in i own x share of the company they they frame it as stakeholders like even though you have no ownership share of the company you're a stakeholder in their activities and so mm-hmm. you have some kind of social right to tell them what the hell to do which i guess to some extent we all do because of course the law is a reflection of our will and every business has an obligation to follow the law but this is well beyond that this isn't just follow the law this is like whatever these activists tell you to do as far as diversity quotas or certain environmental actions all of that kind of stuff that are, that it's 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 beyond the confines of the law it's just whatever activists want from you that day um yeah, I mean, I, it it sounds like commie nonsense to me, with the exception being that, it, as, as far as I understand, it's not actually coming from the state, really. It's just from zealous activists and yeah. businesses without a spine surrender to that sort of thing to virtue signal about how awesome they are. Uh, even though it, it, it hurts the bottom line, it hurts the performance of the company, it's counter to shareholder interest. I don't know. It's weird, though. It's like... Um, I guess I don't see the shareholder resistance to a lot of this activity that you would expect to see. Like Target, for example, has tanked the the value of their company like 50% in the last couple of years. And they don't care. And shareholders don't seem to be revolting over that. It's like, hey, idiots, you've reduced the value of my stake in the company by 50% because you do all this Black Lives Matter and tranny nonsense when everyone's just going there to get like a shower caddy or something like that. Yeah. Make good shower caddies. (laughs) And and that's it. Instead, it seems that shareholders, I guess if the shareholders themselves are all corrupted by this ideological nonsense, they will vote against their own interest, which is, of course, the financial performance of the company. That's the only way I can rationalize it. But maybe yeah. I'm missing something. Um, We'll circle back. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, as always, very much appreciated. Thanks for the birthday wishes, too. I appreciate that. Uh, Wes. Um, I'll have to just circle back with you. Wes, the Zog approver. I assume he has thoughts of Zog approval. So go uh, ahead. No, I, I was I was chatting in um 
your Discord and one of your moderators slapped me with that tag and they oh, never Oh no, it they they're playing <laughs> the pranks again, are they? I'm sorry. Yeah, I was saying that, you know, I don't think all the Jews are conspiring to destroy America. Maybe a lot, a few high ranking them, but it's not all of them and so I got Zog approver. <laughs> so you you became the Zog. Nuance approver. is not allowed. Okay. Well, uh my apology for the uh for the label. But um what's on your mind? No I took it in I took it in stride. Well, uh, Matt, as you may remember, I was telling you I was getting married. Yes. Uh, congratulations. That's congratulations. great. Yeah, thank you. I'm actually on our honeymoon right now. She's sitting right next to me. What <laughs> are you doing? That is a high quality I wife. She's been up with that. this bullshit. Dude, go bang your wife. Don't listen to the call-in show. What the hell is going <laughs> on here? Once in a while. You'd be uh, surprised with her. <laughs> I'm sure she did not want you to tell us that. I'm a thousand no, percent. I can no, hear the giggle. Wow. Out. All right. No, no one's no one's ever going to see our faces, so it's fine. Did you, as I recall, did you guys meet through the show? If I can ask that. Yes, she actually wrote me. No freaking way! Yeah. Well, uh, congratulations. That's really awesome to hear, and uh, we are personally honored by that. So we hope you're having Uh, a fantastic time. Once all the wedding photos come out, I'll send it to y'all, and you can put them on the show as long as you don't show our faces. Uh, Sure. Yeah. Well, why not? Just to be safe. well, I was going to say you pre-censor them, but that kind of defeats the purpose then, because then I don't just get send to us say. nudes and we'll blur out your face. That's right. I will blur out the <laughs> nipples. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. No, that's uh, for my eyes only. Okay. Um, so I can also update you on the older brother nihilist tranny saga. Yes, please. do. Oh, OK. Well, Re- really quick. Flat. Before okay, we do, can, can you give us just like a, for people who didn't hear in the past, like a 30 second recap of, of what that ordeal is? Yep. Yeah, so. Um, I grew up in a normal Southern religious household. Older brother went to college where he lost his faith, became a nihilist. And then he got married to some other woman and they'd gotten to kinky sex stuff. Eventually he decided he wanted to be a woman. And so he's been going through a sex change and God, you look at him now. He looks like some freaky goth tranny. Um, He, has fully embraced nihilism. He's fully bought into the idea that everything is socially constructed. There are no actual rules to life. It's just what people choose to do to each other and nothing really matters. Um, And it's been me trying to figure out a way to reach him and wondering if that is even a venture worth doing. Um, Recently, my grandmother died at... I'm sorry. Is she 89? 87 i did she she missed the wedding then i take it yeah she missed it it's uh, bummer fine. i'm sorry man she got to meet us i got to see her i brought yeah i brought her with me um and we visited her together she's this woman went with me to visit my dying grandmother who she'd never met before she is a gem well, i'm glad your grandma got to see that before before she passed yeah yeah um she was not doing well she had congestive heart failure so she was just sitting up in bed miserable her hands were all arthritic she just yeah. wanted to, to pass on um, I was a bit worried, you know, I was worried that in her old age, she'd gotten away from the faith and that she had maybe just gotten lax, but not at that funeral. Everybody's like, oh yeah, she wrote us letters every day. And she said every day, oh, I'm praying for you. And apparently she read her Bible through every year regularly. Like that really was, oh, it, I went from being worried and sad to being happy that she's in a better place. Hmm. Yeah. Does so she? Uh, does this have a down to the, the funeral? Okay, and then but there's an update in your brother's thing. Are these connected or are they different? They are connected. So okay. I invited my brother. 
to the funeral to pay respects. He didn't okay. want to go because he didn't want us calling him a him. Um, <laughs> okay. But I convinced him to do it, said I wanted to see him, said we wanted to see him. So he was staying at my mother's place or my dad's place, and he traveled back and forth. We've been watching his two ball pythons and his bearded dragon since he can't even take care of himself, really. We bought him the bus tickets to get there. And at some point, my dad and I and Heath had a falling out. He says my dad struck him. Um, I don't know if I fully believe it. My dad says he did. You say it was host hate of the week, huh? Yeah. Uh, could be. All right. But my dad did disown him. He said, I've had it with this guy. He has continuously disrespected me. He's disrespected my faith. What really set my dad off was him saying, you don't really love me because if you don't accept him for who he's pretending to be, well, then you don't love him. You just love some idealized version of him where he's not doing the things he's doing. So if you really loved him. Your dad, you accept everything he's doing. Your dad was even fine with the transgender stuff to an extent. Then that was not the the line. That was something beyond he that. He wasn't. He wasn't fine with it, but he was willing to love him through that and take care of him. I think he'd been yeah, keeping okay. him financially afloat. Okay, so it, it wasn't a. He wasn't uh, cutting off his son by virtue of that. It, it was something beyond yeah. that. He was. He was trying to love him through it and hoping one day he'd come home like the prodigal son. Yeah. Until my brother said some nasty things to him while they were out one night. And my dad just yelled at him, kicked him out, left, kicked kicked him to the curb, made yeah. him walk walk away. He didn't take him home, so he just left him in a, near a bar in Louisiana. They they played music, um, and not long after that, my I had to talk with my older brother about it. He said that um, that my dad hit him, and that he said some nasty things to him. I. I'm more inclined to believe my dad who at least has some morals to stick to rather than my older brother who believes that nothing matters. Mm -hmm. Um, It's possible that he might be um, mistreating his not daughter. I told you about that situation, how his wife had a daughter through another man that he has basically, he has financially ruined himself fighting for. Wait, he's fighting for custody of that child or what is he fighting for? He was fighting for custody of that child. He can't huh. do it anymore because he's out of money. And he asked are, my dad. Are they are they separated, divorced? Or he, him, and his They're wife. They're divorced. I think. Okay. You think? You're not sure. Yeah, about I that? can't remember if they're divorced or separated. I can't huh. imagine. I, you know what? After all the lawyers and litigation they went through, they're probably divorced. Hmm. I don't get too involved in my older brother's uh, personal dealings. Well, so what's? So your dad is done. They're kind of uh, at an impasse here. What do you think your role is? Are you going to try to mediate? Are you going to try to mend fences or are you out? What are you going to do? I am not mending any fences between my brother and somebody else. Um, Okay. Yeah. What are you going to do with Uh, your relationship with your brother? I, I answer when he messages me. Usually he sends me stuff about like sci-fi and I'll talk to him about it. But I've tried to, talk him out of this and say there is meaning in life and there is purpose and that the reason and where I got finally was what turned him against his faith was he looked at the the quote atrocities unquote of God in the Bible how he ordered the killing of the Amalekites and he said well this is wrong but then you got to ask him by what standard do you find what is right and wrong you're a nihilist you don't you don't believe anything's right fair point so why does that offend your sensibilities of course I was kind of it, I get so shocked when I'm yeah. around him. I, I can never, I, I thought it, but I didn't say it. And I kind of wish I did. I don't know what he would answer. Um, perhaps he would accuse God of being a hypocrite and that's not a God worth worshiping. Uh, but I figure 
you know, God's the one, if anybody, who can judge people for the wrongs they've done. Yeah. But that, that gets into complicated topics. So there's the update. He went back to Texas. I haven't really heard from him since. Um, he said he was going to handle some things and then maybe come back, maybe not. Uh, he sort of patched things up with my mother. My patched things up, I mean, he didn't want to be around her because she would refuse to call him by the name he chose rather than his birth name. So she still takes care of him, but she doesn't call him by his fake name. He, she calls him by his actual birth, given uh, birth name. Mm-hmm. So it, my brother is just, he's burning bridges with the people who care about him most, who will take him in when he's got nothing. And then he's going back to an apartment or a house without electricity and where he's working on the charity of other people oh, because this is more important to him than anything else. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, man, I Godspeed in navigating that situation. I, uh, I don't, I, I don't know exactly what I would do. I mean, on the one hand, I'm not going to participate with anybody who's telling me to deny reality. Like, you don't have to cut someone off communication wise if they're expecting you to live a fantasy life like that or participate in a fantasy. Um, and, and I don't, I, I'm, I don't just, I don't know what happened with your dad, obviously. So I, I, I I'm sure there's probably truth to his perspective. He had his reasons for cutting that off. And, and, mm-hmm. but I, I, you know, I also know that, I mean, unfortunately I know what it's like to lose a brother too. And I, I, I don't know your brother, obviously, but given the situation that you're describing to me, I worry for a similar situation where it's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm sure I'm not breaking news to you, but I, I just worry about it, that trajectory. Of them commit suicide? Yeah. I just worry about that trajectory that, that maybe you'd get that news at some point. And I just, I, I, the, my only concern for you is I just, I hope that you would not, live to regret that or feel like you had some responsibility in that, whatever decision you make. He is responsible for his decision. Yeah. His entire family has tried everything they can do to turn him around, to make him see reason. And he refuses. If he kills himself at that point, he's going to answer to God about it. It's out of my my hands at that. Okay. And that's really all you can do. Um, Yeah. I I think you're probably taking the right path, which is he is your brother. That is a relationship that, uh, that will, that will always exist. And if you're responsive to him, you haven't cut him off and you're supportive to the extent that you can be like, I don't know that, yeah, I don't know that there's much more that, that you could ask of you. So man, uh, uh, well, anyway, I, I, I shouldn't take up any more time of your honeymoon because that, uh, that is much more. We're done with today's activities. We're just relaxing in the cabin in the mountains in an undisclosed location. All right. Well, that sounds romantic. Um, it is awesome. And and thanks for sharing the story, man. I just uh, that those are those are heavy themes, and and to watch a brother go down the path that yours is, I'm sure, is incredibly difficult. And so I, it, I just it's especially difficult because he he had my grandfather's name. Hmm. Yeah, and so, but you know, I um, I hope for resolution. Man. Have, I, he's going to learn to pass that on. I, I hope that one day there's clarity on this and he he realizes this is a path to nothing but destruction and confusion and dissatisfaction and unhappiness and uh, and turns around. I really do. I hope that happens. I hope so, too. Well, thanks, well, Matt. Thanks, Blonde. All and the, congratulations. All the best to your lovely wife Thank as well. You. Have a good night. Yep. She says thanks. She's right here. Say hi, Savannah. Hi. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Have a good night, guys. Okay. Man, ugh, it, it's it's got to be torturous to watch a sibling go that way. I can't. I can't. It's one thing to watch a friend choose a path that you know. But a sibling, ugh. Yeah, it's just it's a different relationship. It's like it's 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 easier to cut off friends, even though that's not easy to do. It is easier than cutting off family and cutting off a sibling in that way. And I just really sympathize with that, man. It sucks. I hope I hope it gets resolved. Yep. Okay. Uh Gabos Shoy. Gabos, are you there? Hey, yeah. Hey. So, uh, last time I, I teased a little bit of a you know, more philosophical deep kind of topic and i guess what i was thinking of is getting into uh whether there can be like an objective definition of purpose and value Mm. um because in both cases they they sort of require like a a a framework like a a purpose according to who or a value in what context like you know you're stranded up a desert island you know water is worth more than gold in that case but you know in most other contexts it's not so um yeah you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, and I can't remember exactly what we talked about last time. Um, can I, can it was a mask rant, a... but <laughs> oh, it was mask stuff. Okay, yeah. In the in in specifically with human life having value, mm-hmm. that is what leads me to the God concept because our entire moral framework rests on that idea that human life has value for its own sake. Now, to your question, why? What what makes a human life valuable? relative to anything else or on its own. And that's sort of a, that's a question that does require some level of faith. It's one of those things you're just supposed to take as self-evident. And, and all of our moral concepts follow it. And so that's, that's where I am on that, that if you ask me, why does it have value? My answer is because someone made it so, and who is that someone? That's what I want to know. And if you're, if your response or a, a skeptic's response is just, well, how, you know, how, how can you say that person exists without any evidence or without some reason to say that something tangible that we can touch or that we can see? Well, isn't this uh, all the evidence? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the that's the that's the I suppose the the dilemma with this entire philosophical situation to deny that if I deny that human life has value for its own sake, every domino falls. And I can't Mm -hmm. tell you why it's not okay to kill another person. Cause after all, there is no inherent value to it. It's just, we have, we've arbitrarily assigned it value. That's the danger of of, uh, leftism, right? And I I don't, I didn't mean to assign you a perspective by the way. I'm just thinking as I'm thinking a hypothetically critical or skeptical person. So if I've misrepresented you in any way, you know, clarify. No, I think I've got a, a, a take on this that is compatible with, or at the very least, it doesn't throw all of morality out the window. And I mean, it's a value always has to be operable in some sense. In other words, value has to mean that something can be exchanged for another thing. And so trying to define value in a way that um, like there is an inherent value is is difficult. Like like value always has to be quantifiable in some way. You know, um, yeah, I, with, I, with life. I think the only thing life, I... Sorry, let, let me let, go ahead and just finish your thought. I, I had one other no, thing with, to add to life, that, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, with life, I guess that that value, the thing that you're exchanging is it's a level of restraint. Is that, you know, we when we say human life has value, what we really mean is I will not take an action that takes another's life, uh, you know, barring some extreme circumstances. And I guess that's 
but I mean, everyone's uh, definitions there are different. I mean, the whole like self-defense context, like in, in what in what cases are you allowed to kill someone in self-defense? Like there's a little bit of subjectivity in that. And that doesn't throw morality out the window. It just says that what we really mean by life has inherent value is that mean in general, we will exercise restraint in taking a life. Is that Grok? Yeah, the, the, I, I would... The, the the counterpoint that I was going to raise is I don't know that value is defined only by the exchange. That is to say, there are the highest valued things are actually not exchangeable. That's why we call them priceless. For example, there's literally nothing you could exchange to me for the life of my son. I will defend that with everything I have, including my life itself. It's the highest value thing I have in my life, but there's nothing that could be exchanged for it. And its its value is defined not just by his relationship to me and my responsibility to him uh, as a father, but the value comes with the premise or the assumption that that life was put here with some sort of purpose, that there's some sort of intent or meaning behind that's life, that life's existence. And that's that sort of God concept that I'm referencing earlier. It's not an exchange thing. It's a it's a purpose for existence thing. And how is that defined? Great question. I'm trying to trying to figure that one out, but well, actually, I I grant so, it. You know, yeah. Well, so actually, that I I hadn't considered that. That like, I mean, I, how many things in my life that I consider literally priceless? Like, that there's no thing I would exchange for this. But like, it, you know, that there's two kind of concepts of value. That there is value in terms of exchange, and then there's value in terms of what it means to you, to to the individual. But the purpose thing yeah. is actually sort of the other factor. Like, purpose it seems like always has to be sort of like according to who so for instance if you find a needle laying on the street like what is the purpose of that needle well probably it was used to shoot up drugs but the manufacturer intended it for like putting insulin into people it was a medical mm-hmm. thing right i mean do you, do you find purpose on like okay what are most of those needles used for what was that specific needle used yeah for? Well, well likewise it's like that that syringe was created with an intent and the intent was not like guy shooting up on the san francisco street you know living a worthless life it, the intent was medicinal or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Same way with human life itself, though. That is to say, absent government, absent social influences of any kind, just in a state of nature, human beings in general, again, like you're saying with the syringes, not all, but most in general, what are human beings going to be doing? They're going to be trying to sort of conquer the environment to make it more hospitable to human survival. They're going to be building families. They're going to be building wealth. And it's not some arbitrary decision they didn't all just sit down and decide this is awesome. There's something inherent to being a human being that drives you to do that. That is that purpose thing. And when I say that someone designed the syringe to serve some sort of medicinal purpose, and then there's a sort of a perversion of that, I think the same principle or idea applies to human life. Someone or something put it here for some sort of ideal purpose. And there are ways to stray away from that. I mean, instead of, building a family instead of building prosperity, you might use that syringe and become a worthless drug addict. Um, but yeah. So I think, I think the human life and the syringe are actually very comparable in that way. So let's uh, you know, if we take one a more ambiguous example, like, I don't know, but weed is legal in like half the States now, but for a while you couldn't sell bongs like the, you'd have these head shops and, you know, with all these technicolors all over the wall and what they were selling were like tobacco water pipes. And so yeah. like, according to the shop and the yeah. manufacturer, this is a tobacco water pipe. And yet mm-hmm. sort of everyone kind of knows that nobody's smoking tobacco out of those. Yeah. I guess is, is there an easy way to make a call or an objective way to make a call about purpose 
when it's well, kind actually, of ambiguous. I would say that's a, that's just a sort of a, a repeat of a rose by any other name. All we've done is kind of give that bong a new name, sort of tongue in cheek yeah. almost. But it's the same way. Okay. Like a human life has value, right? We start with that premise. If I say, uh, if I try to give it some qualifier, like, oh, but this person is, uh, they believe the wrong things, so or this person, they're they're yucky because X, Y, and Z. Me shooting them in the face and taking their life is still murder, regardless of what I call it. You could try to dress it up rhetorically or explain it away with some sort of rationalization in the same way they're doing with the bong. But it doesn't change the moral reality about the value of that life and the immorality of of taking it without any sort of justification. Uh, well, I guess depending on how much time I have available, there's a minor third tangent, but uh, if I need to wrap sure, it up. Yeah, I'll, um, just, I'll, I'll give you a last thought here because we got to get one more caller, but go for it. Okay, I, I guess the last thought is, so if you if we could establish, uh, or let's say even if, if there is an absolute concept of what a thing's purpose was, mm-hmm. if there's no clear way of knowing what that purpose is, aside from like, if we agree on a holy book, but then maybe we can agree on, you know, what the purpose is of a human life is, is... I guess how much use is the concept of an objective purpose if it requires agreeing on like a, a holy book? I'm not sure I follow completely. You, well, I mean, uh, like, so the different different religious tenets will say that different people have different levels of value. You know, things like certain religions hmm. uh, permit honor killings, and they would say, oh, a human life loses all value if they, you know, breed with someone of another religion or something like that. That's hmm. or premarital. That follow. Yeah, I guess I, I guess I'm just not clear what your question or point of unclarity is. But I, I might I might have to punt on that question actually, just in the interest of time. I hate to leave you hanging, but yeah. Oh, if no you, if no you no have any additional defer. thoughts on it, just to close it out, you're welcome to that. No, no, actually, I'll think on it, and I'll hopefully call in again in the future. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, thanks for your Thank thoughts, you. man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. I mean, I think that this is all relatively masturbatory, right? I oh, do you really have to understand why something has meaning to know that it has meaning. Yeah, or that, value. But that, I, I'm not that's really exactly sure that why it's... I am am stuck on that mentally. Is like I I don't dispute that human life has value. I grant that. I want to know the why though. I'm desperate to know the why. And uh but why? I mean, it's valuable it's... because uh, because all people can make a contribution to society. Yeah, it, it's one of those questions. It's just it's one of those things where it's a it's the base of the Socratic method. It's the it's the obnoxious five year old asking why 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 why, and you go down every level of that staircase of logic until you get to the bottom, which is human life has value, and the why is just. And then you slap that toddler in the face and say, "I'm not answering anymore." Yeah. And the uh, why is because, and I guess, you yeah, know, there's always yeah. a dissatisfaction when you don't have an answer to life's greatest questions like that. But if there's is there one, though, you have to embrace the uncertainty. Yeah. And if there's one thing to accept on faith out of all the options in the world, human life has value. Seems like a pretty good thing to accept on faith. And that's kind of where I am in, in my perspective on these things. I can't explain it specifically, but I know it's true because if it ain't, None of the world makes any sense at all. That is the definition of faith. Yeah, that's it, I suppose. Well, it sounds like you get it. Stop. I digging. do. I'm. 
God, you're like a backyard husky. Just y'all motherfuckers need nowhere. Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. I'm giving him my time every single week. And, um, you know, as we've had, we've had some, some callers or emailers trying to crack the whip on me, uh, in times prior, if I had no acceptance of those things, I, I wouldn't keep doing it. Would I, I, w- I would just be like, this is a waste of time and it makes no sense and it's worthless. I'm not going to do this anymore. You know? So I guess I just don't understand. Cause I don't have that curiosity. I'm like, this is the way that it is. And then that's that. And then I don't, I just don't care beyond that intellectually. I, th- I think it is a slow acceptance of that, 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 that base level premise is the way that it is. And you're you meaning me you'll just have to accept that you'll never be able to fully explain that but it is it is the way it is and if you have faith that there is the existence of the human soul you don't have to ask anymore why i guess yeah do we have consciousness then consciousness needs to be valued and that makes life valuable and that's that's that all right last call for the evening goes to egrin egrin what's on your mind uh oh I'm thinking about some trains. Uh, just, uh, you know, there's one particular train that I feel like you need a follow up on. Uh, you remember East Palestine? The Ohio. Yeah, yeah the Ohio train. I, I, I thought you were. See, I, when you said trains, I'm thinking, are you talking about that chick cop who got railed by the entire police force? Are you Why talking you about that? the Holocaust? Uh, what kind of trains are you talking and and loan you're here to talk about the most literal interpretation which was a a derailment disaster mere months ago yeah uh i feel like uh just i i understand the whole hamas thing blah blah blah, i don't care uh i would appreciate if you could do a follow-up uh like do one of your video essays on what's going on with east palestine it's not my concern where 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 are they at right now like yeah, I don't it know. Like, I, I don't have that information off right now, at least. But well, I understand. yeah, I know it's not right now. I'm just saying. Yeah. I feel like th- it, like trying to redirect it where where we at in like America as far as because you know like Pennsylvania it's not following their constitution as far as voting. Um, uh, I do hear that there's still uh there are some Oregon counties that are trying to work on being connected with Ohio. Uh, that's still in progress. You mean Idaho? I know. Yeah. The, the greater Idaho project. Yeah. 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 The greater Idaho project. Um, I, I haven't heard much on that part. Uh, I feel that's like still ongoing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've, I received some emails from people who work are actively working on that every now and then. And that, that project is still uh, alive. I don't understand the process exactly. These counties have the right to vote whether they support it or not. But they, I think to get out of the state of Oregon, they need a, a, an act of the Oregon state legislature to let them go, if I understand the process correctly. So they can vote themselves to bring that to the legislature and say, see, we want to leave. But they still need legislative permission to leave if I, if I understand it right. Yeah, but... The 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 greater question is is uh the the state of Oregon willing to just say yeah we're gonna let them go or are they gonna Probably say not. flat out no well that's, that's the great thing about commies they find a way to keep you in well it, it I mean if we can't just say hey 
we feel like we were not being treated well in this community uh, well in this greater community like the, this greater state we want to go to a better state that is going to treat us better yeah uh, and i i think that needs to be in there otherwise uh this constitution is kind of it's junk it's broken it, well nothing works yeah um I don't think about this carefully, though, because I don't want to surrender all state power either. You know, um, no, I, I'm not I'm not saying that either. But there has to be at least some agreement where, uh, like, can we at least like say no? I mean, no means no. <laughs> yeah, I guess what I guess my question is, what would the limit be? Because let's say um, I'm trying to think. Well, for example, I was just talking about the state of Wyoming uh, in the last video that I posted. The state of Wyoming is is one of the reddest states in the country 70 percent for trump they voted and then you have teton county and jackson and they are practically san francisco if teton county decided nope we don't like wyoming state politics we're out should teton county be at liberty to become its own state i suppose if they wanted to or should wyoming have the right to say nope you're part of us and uh, we're gonna exercise our state power to keep you here and to keep you under our uh, direction. Yeah. Uh, and that that's kind of like the difficult question. It's like, I feel like uh, when like uh, Steven Crowder had Vivek uh, Ramaswamy on his mm-hmm. interview and whatnot, I felt like they had like the most milk toast conversation, even though that uh, Vivek wants to get rid of like uh, the FBI and the department of education, there's no like greater details on like, well, uh, what about people that want to, you know, like this situation on the whole Oregon counties? There's, there's no idea of like where are we going with that. Um, yeah, I, like I think those... th- the more I think about this, the more I I might be inclined to side with state power. Though I think the solution to this is competition among the states and. When I say state power, I don't mean like government in general. I mean specifically the states, like Oregon, like Wyoming. Uh, well, um, uh, there uh, recently, Montana GOP uh, embraces some kind of position for on um, public lands in your state, mm-hmm. uh, where they're thinking about taking the federal lands and having it be part of uh Montana specifically. Yeah, it should like, it should be. I, you know how much federal land there is in Nevada? You ever looked that up? The federal oh, government uh, owns like the entire state. Yeah. And, and uh, at that point, I think that would be beneficial for you uh, on the, on the Montana part is to actually have those federal lands. And yeah, I, I think uh, if I'm going to shoot from the hip about what the solution here is, I, I think I'm going to keep the power in the state capitals with the, with the solution being if your state sucks, leave. And I know that's yeah. easier said than done when you have a family set up, you have a business set up. It's the um, only way, though. But I think it's the most realistic other than just like every locality has the right to secede at any time with the vote of X amount of people. Uh, it, it would be as it, much as I fantasize about that. It's not. It, it, it's kind of chaotic. I mean, that just seems like it would be untenable. Um, yeah. So I, I guess I'm going to. I. <laughs> I guess it is I'm not a voluntary that, in the absence of that yeah. though. It is not a voluntary union of states. Yeah. Well, and the way you phrase that is key union of states, you know, mm-hmm. um, that is yeah. the, that is the idea that, that states hold some stake and some power in this. And if you disagree with the way that your state is handling it, 
um, you, you the way that you solve that is by finding greener pastures in another state. I think it's yeah, the most but, realistic solution. And I think that's kind of the frustration part. It's like, well, if a state wants to be a, like not thinking about taxes, I'm just seeing any state that just says we're done. No more about this. We just want out. And only that, uh, specifically those uh, federal lands that in Montana, it, it, they, they should just have all the military people just leave and just leave the equipment at this point. Because if they're going to leave equipment in Kubel, uh, yeah. they might as well leave equipment. Yeah, I know. Uh, they they owe Montana. me an automatic M4 at this point. Okay, I really resent that he, Hamas, the Taliban, they all get those rifles that, that I and we paid for that I can't legally own, yeah. at least easily. Um, uh, I mean, at that point, yeah, they should just, yeah, well, except for the nukes, I, you know, the, you know, the crucial things, except for the nukes, everything else, leave it. Point of clarification, though, I do think the states should and do have a right to secede in the same way that you as an individual have a right to leave your state if it sucks. The states are in the United States of America at their consent. Mm-hmm. If they no longer consent, I think the state should hold the same right to leave and and so I would support that. I think yeah. I think that uh, is the original design. I mean, this was a great piece of the conversation with Razor Fist because the, it's one thing one thing that's silent in the Constitution that he was convinced is absolutely true, and I don't think he's necessarily wrong. It, what do you call a club that you, like a club where you, you can't, can't leave. leave the clubhouse? That's kidnapping. That's false imprisonment. Yeah. yeah. Um, like yeah, it's it's the whole like bar people. Uh, you know, kind of like no means no. It's like if if you're gonna play that game uh with us like that, yeah. then no uh, means no unless it's the federal government in almost every context. Then whatever they say is an absolute yes. You will do it. Yeah, it's just uh. All right, yeah, uh, it, we, we got to really wrap up here. But um, final thought from me, if you'd like. Um, final thoughts. Uh. Apparently, uh, back in 2011, uh, 1,500 adolescents uh, had heart uh, heart problems, dehydration. Um, Basically, they almost died from drinking too many energy drinks. Oh, really? Yes. Uh, So I think a lot of these, like, 300 milligram uh, drinks, I I think it needs to uh, be within that 200 uh, milligrams maybe 250 i'm willing to work with that but i think it needs to be 200 milligrams Mm. because people tend to you know drink two cans and like that's already 400 milligrams so uh that's so much caffeine you would feel like absolute shit i love some except for skag but Uh, i you know i have cut back on caffeine ever since the uh the dvt because um i i was my doctor doesn't think this is the issue, but, you know, I, I, I formerly and I guess still currently I consume a fair amount of caffeine, although I've cut back mm-hmm. in the month and a half since or almost two months since. But I was reading that excessive caffeine consumption can cause high blood pressure, which can cause problems in your blood vessels. G-G. And, well, and uh, in both it, of my medical combination of uh, potassium and salt, uh, potassium, yeah, and sodium and magnesium. In in uh, both of my to... um, medical visits, I had slightly elevated blood pressure, and my doctors don't seem concerned by that because they're like, eh, I mean, it, that's it's not I, very high, dude, and I, also I, it could I, just right, be the stress of the. My father has dealt with these kind of doctors uh, for the longest po- time. You need you yourself need to actually measure your potassium um, and sodium. Well, also your own blood pressure. Like, 
the the best reading yeah, for blood pressure that you're going to get is after you've been sitting down for 15 minutes in the comfort of your own home. Mine yeah. is and mine at the own. medical offices was not very high. It's like one. It was like one. I think it was like 125 over 75 or something like that. That is it's, normal. It's like slightly elevated on the. Uh, I forget which one is which. The there's the systolic and the. Uh, there's when well, your heart is pumping yeah. and when it's relaxed. And the high That's number normal. mine was a little high. Well, specifically is you want to avoid calcium deposits in your heart. Uh, so you need to get EKG of your heart, an actual uh, like scan of your heart to see how much calcium deposits you have. Because uh, that uh, that is your uh, concern right there that will tell you, okay, I, I need to uh, fix this right away. Um, well, thanks for I the thoughts. I do man. advise you try to do some research on how to like – Reduce calcium deposits in All your right. heart. We got. Well, thanks, uh, that's it. Uh, thanks for the I'm call, playing man. some Dead by Daylight with some people right now. Right. So have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Okay. Uh, thanks to the callers for the evening. Of course, uh, if you were trying to participate but you uh, did not get in, or you'd like to participate but you can't do it live, you can send us an email question. The way to do that is through the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. And my God, we actually have a very manageable list of email questions tonight. That is uh, that is great. Um, so we'll get right into those. Uh, Telos. I just wonder why Israel and Ukraine are allowed to have borders and our money to defend them, but we aren't. I surely couldn't. <laughs> it surely couldn't have anything to do with Democrats and neocons severely benefiting from illegal labor votes, sales tax and criminality as a means to need to bolster the police state where it doesn't benefit them in their money laundering capitals. Right. Yeah. I, you have to assume that the people who are so opposed to what seems like such an obvious truth that if your country doesn't have borders, you're not really a country. Are you? Yeah. That for them to deny that reality, there's got to be some sort of benefit. And I just don't buy that. They're so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? So, so welcoming, so charitable, so word that I can't think of that is of that theme that they care so much about, say, like Hondurans or Venezuelans getting into this country for their own sake without any vetting whatsoever. There's got to be some self. But in general, people are motivated by self-interest. Just that's that is that's a how general they good rule of thumb. Yeah. So there's got to be some self-interest that's being served. Absolutely. And it's the same thing with Ukraine and Israeli borders. Now, if you're Ukrainian or you're Israeli and you're all in favor of your own borders, like, yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong to think that. I just think it's very odd if you're American or someone who doesn't have a direct stake in this, that you are very committed to those borders. Is there something that you like? What what are you getting out of that? Now in Ukraine, it is the world's uh, laundromat. You're right. I think that there's a lot of people just getting rich off of that. And so they yeah. only care about borders to the extent that it's a pretext for the entire war. That is a massive money laundering operation. As far as I'm concerned, mm -hmm. yeah. that's where it serves that. But anyway, did you have any uh, other thoughts on that? Uh, I think that this is what, what is the most infuriating thing about this entire situation is the hypocrisy of our own lack of border integrity, right? Uh, but we're being made, we're being morally policed into having a stance on this. It's what pisses me off the most about all this. Do I think that it's some kind of conspiracy? For sure. Definitely. Don't you think that there are cultural elements here 
they're trying to disband Western Western philosophy, and that's that's oh, why we're being made to care about this. Yeah, the intent behind our porous border is not goodwill toward the rest of the world. Okay, that's that's complete right. nonsense. I mean, the There's, stuff that he mentions is true. I mean, the the labor and the, the tax and the criminality and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that the motivation is primarily, even primarily financial. I think it's partially yeah, suppose- financial, and I think that the the remainder is um to destroy those remnants of western culture that yeah. that to which we all have an allegiance. Yeah, you're going to step beyond. It's not just getting rich. It's it's malice toward the country itself. It's an it's an intentional destruction as opposed to Oh, I'll go a step beyond that. It's it's malice towards white people. That's really I, what this is all about. Well, you would you would have to be a fool if you think that uh there aren't forces that are firmly in that camp. But yeah. uh yeah. Winky face is up next. On a scale ranging from completely and utterly unacceptable to acceptable and should be encouraged, how acceptable do you think it is to have a blanket hatred of homeless <laughs> people? By hatred, I mean actual hatred, not just feelings of extreme discomfort near them. You yeah. know, I may have told the story. My repeat storytelling, I've been doing the show for like seven and a half years, so you guys are just going to have to bear with me. But I used to have a, a wealth of empathy towards the homeless people. This is like the story that you had with the getting the guy, the sandwich. And he's like, don't forget the fucking Coke or whatever. The day I learned something. Yeah. Yeah. So there was this, um, junkie that used to live outside of my apartment in LA and she was like, she was voluntary homeless or whatever. And she had this tiny kitten, this tiny, tiny kitten that was with her. And so one day I went up to her thinking that I was helping her. And I was like, I will give you $500 for this kitten, for this piece of shit kitten. You know, because I'm like, what? what era take... was this? I <laughs> this was 2014 because I was Damn. thinking like, I'll save the animal and um, I'll give this chick $500. I'm like, I was thinking like she immediately would be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And she like looks me in the eyes and she's like, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I was like, OK, I hope you die. And <laughs> and then the next day I saw her OD'd on the sidewalk. I know. I really thought I was like doing this. I felt so good about myself, hmm. you know. Uh, well, in fairness, if she wasn't asking for that, maybe that was sort of a naive projection of charity onto her. Maybe she didn't want anything to do with that. She would have gotten $500 and I would have saved the kitten, though. It, it, it like didn't even occur to me yeah. that she would say no. It was she so wants that stupid. Cat. Why? She can't even take care of herself. She just had this flea ridden kitten living in squalor on the sidewalk in stinky, piss filled L.A. Like I do, anyway, that was the the start of the trajectory ending with um the time that I uh, let a homeless person die in the street and felt nothing. <laughs> felt absolutely nothing for. Although in fairness, isn't that a fairly uh, regular occurrence in uh, in Seattle? Well, I told you that story about that guy that had what looks like a bong and he like broke it in half. He clearly had no association with what was going on. And as people were walking by, he was like like pretending to stab them. And everybody was acting like it was normal. So right after that, that guy OD'd in the middle of the street. And I was like, I'm not doing fucking shit. Because what if he wakes up from a stupor? I'm by myself. And then he just stabs me to death. I was like, this isn't my responsibility or my job. So your your answer for the question is none. Well, I I understand how you get there. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't spend 10 years living in America's cities and not end up hating the homeless. You don't. I mean, because you have to see, especially oh, I you were in cities. Say, I thought I understand how you get to homelessness. You're saying to get to hatred to the, of the homeless. No, no. Like if yeah. you start not hating the homeless, you'll end hating the homeless because um, 
They drastically affect your quality of life. They're a danger to you and your family. And most of them uh, don't have anything really that should prevent them from living in houses. Like you, you should be able to, there, there's yeah. like a fair number of people that have, that, that are totally deranged, but most of it is, is unchecked drug addiction and, and all this other and voluntarily home and voluntary homelessness, especially in places like Seattle and LA. Yeah. I'll, I'll take the distinction that you made in your video X amount of years ago. I forget when that was, but I think it's exactly correct. My, my disdain for these people is directly related to the degree to which they are freely choosing it. And yeah. so the distinction you made was hobos by choice and hobos by virtue of insanity or illness or whatever else. Well, we and, used to make this distinction when we had a shame based society. Yeah. So for the people that choose this lifestyle of which there are many and of which for which there are many incentives, especially in these urban centers who are trying to treat them compassionately, but actually just incentivize the behavior. Um, for that, I have very little patience and uh, my solution there would be, okay, you want to set up homeless shelters. I, I guess I'm okay with that, but they come with a lot of rules. That is to say, you get this place, you get this very modest cot set up and maybe like gruel level food. Yeah. And you get that so long as you can demonstrate to us that you're actively searching for work. And when people like that, and that should be an uncomfortable living, frankly, it, it should be base level survival living. There's no luxury to it. There's no convenience. You have a place to sleep. You won't freeze. You won't starve. That's it for the people who are, who can't help themselves and are genuinely ill. And I suppose maybe I would include people who are like hopelessly drug addicted in, in this way too, because I think even though that's not the same as mental illness, they are similarly yeah. incapacitated. Yeah. And I've come to the conclusion, I hate this conclusion because it seems to violate my principles. <laughs> I don't like the idea of involuntary commitment. That is to say, we're going to take you and we're going to put you in a treatment facility, whether you agree to it or not. But I don't see a solution that is more practical or more compassionate. Because if, yeah. if you grant the premise yeah. that these people are not in control of their lives and are incapable of making a rational decision which many of them are by virtue of their illness and or their drug addiction. There's nothing practical or compassionate or defensive of their rights, so to speak, about letting them rot on the sidewalk and allowing your business environment and your community exactly. to rot along exactly. with yeah. them. Yep. So I, you know, I, 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 it's not with any joy or eagerness that I want to build some sort of massive state infrastructure of mental institutions or drug treatment facilities but to the extent the state is going to be involved because it's a problem to solve, I think those resources would be so much more wisely allocated to something like that than just here are safe injection sites. Totally. You know, here, here are yeah. uh, like they're considering in L.A. vouchers to house the homeless in the hotels. Did you did you hear about that idea? I posted yeah. about that last week. If I hope it happens. I can't wait. Now, sorry if you live in L.A. or you're an L.A. hotel owner. I'm, you know. But for the show. I can't wait to see the hotels full of homeless people shooting up because they presented a voucher from the city yeah, of Los Angeles. I know that's not compassion. Helping people to become independent is compassion. And I don't see a, a, a way more realistic to achieving that than involuntary commitment to a treatment facility for those that are not capable of caring for themselves. Yeah. So that's it. My, my, I guess to answer the question, my, my level of hatred for those that are, that are of that category, ill or drug addicted and, and out of their minds. I actually Acceptable. have a high level of compassion for those people, for the people who choose it. Uh, go fuck yourselves. 
<laughs> I totally agree. Uh, Chris M says, hey, disingenuous faggots. Thank you. There are a lot of vegetarian vegan food options coming out that try really hard to let people take part in the fantasy of murder without the actual murder. Is this really any different than those hyper-realistic sex dolls? Okay, so I guess in this question, I'm granting the premise that eating meat is murder, I suppose. Uh, or he's just kind of speaking hyperbolically, I guess. But um, I would say no if there were health benefits, if there were the same health benefits of eating uh, artificial meat. Like if it was filled with non-heme, or wait, is it, it's heme iron. That's the one with blood. Yeah, yeah. So if it was filled with that, but it's just fucking soy. So it is kind of all about the visceral experience. I think you're right. Is it the same? So it's the same as sex dolls. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm Hmm. there. I guess I hadn't thought of, thought of that comparison. Um, trying to draw a distinction. Like the sex doll situation is a direct deviation or perversion of the purpose of the sexual act, which is of course the production of children. The purpose of the sexual act is not necessarily your own, your own kicks. Uh, the purpose of the sexual act is, is the production of, of children. Generally speaking, the purpose of eating is nourishment for your body, which you're not getting from. Uh, I'm sure you are, but maybe not this, not comparatively like one is less nutritious. I suppose you're arguing um, it's detrimental. It's just, it's just soy paste. And yeah. Like pea protein. Is it the same deviation? I don't know. Like, I don't know that that it's quite the deviation as the sex dolls because one is a complete denial of the purpose. The other is like at least half of the purpose. You know, you're still getting yeah, but some. There's a negative it. effect, a negative health effect hmm. from eating the meat, but there's not a negative health effect from having sex with a hyper realistic sex hmm. doll. You're not going to get an STD from it. Really, the question I guess I have to evaluate and answer is: Is it immoral to eat Cheetos? They are so good. <laughs> or. Any other kind of junk food snack. Uh, Strictly speaking, done in excess, it is a deviation or contrary to your purpose. It's a uh, it's detrimental to your quality of life, your life itself. I don't know. Uh, You got a kick. Yeah. How cool. Uh, Thank you for uh, getting me out of that bizarre thought. Is it immoral to eat Cheetos? It's uh anyway they are the best junk. no cheez-its are the best junk food cheez-its are pretty solid have you had the uh the um what the f- is this the white cheddar ones yeah they're trash compared to the uh, really give me um, cheez-it classics my uh my wife is a fan of the white cheddar ones mm. but uh that's my only encounter with them okay uh so yeah it, uh fake burgers are the same thing as sex dolls we i we're going with that they're pretty close Chris, thank you for the thoughts. Uh, Ashwin's up next. Oh, was it my turn? Uh, yes. Hey, guys. Been a while. Hope all is well. In the Matt and Blonde universe. Blonde, how was Japan? Japanese culture is fascinating. Did you ride the bullet train? I did. Japan was awesome. It was like all of the best things about Asians in together in one place. Like, I didn't have to deal with any of the bullshit Asian stuff, you know? Like in China, people spitting on the ground and they just uh, have holes in their kids' shorts so that they can just put them out in the street and they can like take a dump in the street and pee in the street. Wait, what? They do that in China. Yeah. But you're saying, I thought this was Japan. Now I've, now I'm I, no, 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 no. 
But like the gross Asian stuff. Oh, I didn't have to okay. deal with any of that. I thought shit. this was a pro Japan point. It's comparative to. I thought you were saying the Japanese yeah. do that. Got it. No, no, the Chinese do that. I, 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 I was able to experience all of the things that I love about Asians, and none of the problems with, I have with without Asians. getting too jungly. Okay, let's keep it civilized. Yeah, is what you're saying for real. Yeah. yeah, the average skin color is like lighter than mine. It was just incredible. Wow, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, I did ride the bullet train. It was so fast and so efficient and so clean. And the Wi-Fi was so good. It hmm. was just awesome. How do they do it? Is it Starlink or something? Are they run a satellite or what, what are they doing for their internet connection? You get, they're like, there's like a, there's subterranean subway. It's like, you have to go down 45 escalators to get to the subway you're trying to get to the Wi-Fi down there perfect it's all but then you don't get the scenery if it's like or are you talking in an urban center or like across no, the country the, not the bullet train the subway oh okay so like this is in a major city like tokyo or something. I'm, I'm saying that in addition the the yeah. I, somehow you get perfect service in their subterranean subways okay so on they the just subway yeah they must just have a bunch of uh infrastructure set up in the tunnel itself god i love the japanese um and to matt why do you think high-speed rail hasn't taken off in the u.s given its success in other countries uh, I would probably guess just the geographical size, size of our country. Yeah. Uh, you, you have a lot of states like mine. I know we have our coastal urban centers and to some extent in the Midwest too. But you've got a lot of land in the American West that is uh, there's just a lot of space between a lot of things. And with that, it's not even necessarily an anti-train thing. Like if I could get on a train and ride a few hours cheaply, maybe I, I would. But the point is to live in, in the the parts of the American West, like I do, where it's just a long way between things. It's just a practical reality of life to have yeah. a car. You really can't live here right. without And then what's one. the benefit of, of riding a bullet train that takes like nine hours from New York to LA when you can get on a flight that takes three and a half. Yeah. I guess there's that too. It's like, is it, is it much more efficient than air travel? So if I already have the car because I have to, and air travel is as efficient as it is, yeah, you're probably right. It's just a combination of factors that even though I'm not anti-bullet train or what, it's just, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense given the way that you have to live in this part of the country and many other parts of the country that are like it. Okay, definitely not. Ben Shapiro says, isn't it crazy how Congress is still trying to send money to Ukraine instead of our greatest ally? These things are completely different things and situations. <laughs> yeah, and well, I... I, I I'm very interested to see how the uh, Palestinian-Israeli conflict is settled. But like like I said earlier with Zelensky, how is the real war between Ukraine and Israel going to be settled in terms of who gets the most of our money? Who's going to win that battle? You're an yeah. asshat. Yeah, uh, I, I have no doubt that these things are somehow connected. I just want to. Hmm. I, I, I don't know if it's true. I heard a rumor. I need to check it out. Apparently Zelensky wanted to go to Israel and Israel said no. Is that true? I'll, I'll back check that true. while you read the next one. Captain Norway. With Hamas supporters storming the Capitol after rabid dogs leaves incitement and threats towards Joe Biden. How the hell are they going to spin this compared to the January Sixers? I don't think that they even need to spin it because I don't think people give a shit. Yeah, I heard about this today. There was a bunch of. Uh, this was some sort of like Jews for peace group. They're like Jewish people calling on Israel to have a ceasefire and they were at the Capitol and it sounds like it got pretty rowdy. And I heard in passing in a news report on TV that there were assaults on police 
And I had the same mm-hmm. thought, which is I haven't I, I heard it earlier today. I didn't have time to look at the details yet, but I had the same thought. Oh, assaults on police as part of a protest at, at the Capitol. That's well, that's a weird thing to just that. have in passing, given how that has been the focal point of the news for the last two years plus. And I, that was like the end of our country when last it happened. Uh, so I'll have to uh, I'll have to check that out. But yeah, you're, is this going to be a January 6th? No, it won't matter. Although the only way <laughs> the only way it will matter is if one of those cops who got punched in the face kills himself later and then they'll just they'll <laughs> say it was, and they did that. Remember Sneaky Pelosi when she talks about January 6th and the cops who died, they constantly lump in that one guy who was hit by a jihadi's car in April of 2021, three months really? later. Really? They just, they nice. put, they say we're honoring the fallen officers and they list the names and I forget the name of that officer, but they'll have, it's like Billy, his name was Billy something. And, huh. and they'll lump him in there because he was a fallen officer of 2021, even though he's killed by a jihadi ramming his car into Yikes. a barricade three months later. Watch for these guys to be included in that. By the way, headline Times of Israel two days ago, Zelensky wanted to make solidarity visit, but was told the time is not right. So that's a cover. I'm not buying it. Yeah. And was Zelensky sincere? Is he actually trying to make a solidarity visit or is he trying to become the headline once again to remind everyone that he's seen he's, he uh, still needs his cut? This would be interesting to watch. Or maybe I'm the foolish one. Maybe like you're saying, this is arm in arm. This is hand in hand. This is not uh, fighting for the bags of American money. This is they're on the same team and they're they're working together and it all goes to the same place anyway. Maybe it's maybe there's truth to that. I don't know. Uh, OK, uh, next one. This is the last one, right? OK, uh, Juggernaut the Destroyer. Hello, chicken washers. Wouldn't investors still invest in ideas and technology if usury was banned? For um, sure. Why wouldn't they? It'd be like the, the only way to make money. Yeah. And I, well, investing and lending are are different things, too, I suppose. Um, but you're saying I suppose that's what he means. Would, yeah. I guess my concern when we talked about this earlier was, you know, if you're setting an artificial cap on what is an acceptable interest rate that we will discourage money that is lended to people with great ideas to develop their products. You're saying instead of lending the money with the expectation of repayment plus interest, it would simply be restructured into, I will give you money in exchange for say X ownership stake in the company. And I will realize benefit or suffer loss based on that. Um, There are two different ways of earning money though, I suppose like, but well, let me think about this. Is there like, is that, could there be a company that would rely exclusively on loans that would never receive investment? I suppose would, would be what I'd have to think of. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess the, in the concept on the loan is you're getting paid no matter what. It doesn't matter how the business performs unless I guess that person declares bankruptcy or something like that, but it doesn't matter how the business performs. You're getting your money back plus interest with the investment you're putting that money in with the possibility that you lose all of it. Mm-hmm. So that's going to change the behavior of the people who hold the capital in the first place, because investment right, is right. always going to be riskier than lending. Uh, I suppose. I mean, I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to think about this in real time. Like I, I haven't put a lot of thought to this previously. Um, I mean, I'll get your point that, yeah, that, uh, that if, if you could not lend at, at a interest rate that was above a certain point, 
that would not necessarily eliminate all paths to accessing capital for people who need to build a new project. I guess my worry is when it's the government being uh, when is the government being strict in that and deciding what are the terms that two people can come together on when they both actually agree. Mm-hmm. If you agree to a loan at X interest, okay, that was a consensual exchange of value. If you agree to an investment structure where someone gets X percent of the ownership of your company in exchange for X dollars, uh, that is a similar um, uh, consensual exchange. So I guess I, I, my point that I'm making here, I think that I'd be just as skeptical of the government saying you can't, if two people can't come together to agree to a loan with X interest, in the same way I'd be skeptical of the government saying you can't come in and invest X amount in exchange for X value. Like you can't own this much of the company or you can't give them this much money overall. Right. I think that these things should be determined by market forces and bad actors will be uh, outcompeted and, um, and people who deserve to suffer losses for irresponsible decisions will suffer losses for irresponsible decisions. That does mean that there will be bad outcomes, but I would rather have the bad outcomes, the product of free exchange and consent among those parties than like the government just waving its hand at people in an arbitrary way. Mm Mm-hmm. But thank you for the thoughts and uh, appreciate the the questions on the theme. And um, thank you for keeping your chicken so clean as well. All right. Uh, right. That's it on the questions, right? Thank you guys for that. Uh, If you'd like to send an email question to the show, the way to do that is the contact page of the website, mattchristensenmedia.com slash contact. Look for the call-in show question form. Okay. uh, We'll catch up with our chats. We'll call it a night. I have some over on Rumble here. Shadow Band says James Corbett, who makes documentaries, had an interesting take on the Israel thing. Basically, they let it happen because their prime minister was in a, a pickle in with regards to re-election. Now, I am not a Israeli politics guy. So what I know about the domestic politics of Israel is very limited and headline level. But I know there's been a lot of controversy about a proposal to reform their Supreme Court because it sounds like their Supreme Court has been going the way of uh, progressives on our court. That is to say, they just kind of want to be, they want to look at the penumbras and declare law to be whatever it is they want it to be. And there was some pushback to that. And Netanyahu was behind the pushback to that. That was controversial. And then as far as the other domestic issues, I don't necessarily know, but I I don't know enough to make an accusation and say like, oh, this, this was for sure cover for X, Y, or Z. All I know is it's just what I read in that New York Times report, which was just acknowledging, well, all domestic disputes have been resolved and Netanyahu has the full authorization to do whatever he wants because everybody's behind him. I don't have to be, that That could be completely authentic. Like if your country is attacked in the same way we were, we were all unified behind George W. Bush on 9-11, could be completely authentic and, and the com, just the completely organic result of what was a horrific attack. Um, the only thing I, I can't get over, I just find it so hard to accept that such a militarized, high-tech, highly surveilled zone that everybody just, everyone went Epstein on it. Oh, sorry, the cameras were off. Oh, sorry, nobody saw this coming. Mm -hmm. And the goat herders were able to infiltrate at the volume that they were. Right. That's, I will will always be curious about that. That just seems so, it seems so odd now. If you want to say, well, it was done intentionally to try to cover up X, Y, and Z domestically and to give Netanyahu power that he was having trouble accumulating. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I you have to piece everything together to make that accusation. Um, 
but you know, I mean, there, there are for those that want to make it, there are dots to connect or at least questions to ask. I don't, I don't think it's completely insane in the same way. People ask the question about nine 11 here. Totally. Yeah. Was nine 11 an inside job to achieve goals X, Y, and Z. It was. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Token S word says, did you hear about eight passengers? I just watched a rotten mango video on YouTube about parents sending their kids to torture academics or sorry, to torture academies. I just have fantasies about torturing academics. That's where that came. <laughs> and the, and the Hollywood people, like we talked about earlier. All right. What like me, wilderness camps. Let me try again. I just watched a rotten mango video on YouTube about parents sending their kids to torture academies before you started. Do you think these parents are just brainwashed? I don't know what that's about. I'd have to see it. Wait, what is it? The documentary called? It's called eight. Well, did you hear about eight passengers? This must be an event of some kind. And there's a rotten mango video. That must be a channel. Oh, the the Ruby Frank situation. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I wonder if you're talking about wilderness academies. Paris Hilton actually made a very good documentary about this because she was sent to a wilderness academy. But uh, they had these, um, and like Circle K Ranch was a wilderness academy. They had these uh, places where people, mostly like teenagers with minor infractions, would go to basically be abused for any number of months or years for like like minor infractions. Some of the hmm. people just have like an eighth of weed and stuff like that. Hmm. But these these companies had um, some sort of symbiotic relationship with local governance. And that's why they were sending them there. I wonder if that's why if that's what you're talking about. The Ruby Frank thing is so fucked up. He also says, I mostly agree with Ben and Mark Levin on Israel. I just hate how they try to browbeat you into agreeing. Goat fuckers are violating the Geneva Convention and, and being defended. Wear uniforms and no civilians. Yeah, I um, I, I the thing that gets me, I, I'm not I fully understand that when your country is attacked in the horrific way that it was that you have uh, not only a right, but a duty to respond. I would say the same Mm -hmm. if our country was attacked in that way. The only thing that gets me concerned, well, number one, obviously like the effort to bring in us resources gets me concerned, but where it goes too far for me is statements like anything that happens in Gaza is now Hamas's fault. Now has Hamas invited the violence? Sure. I don't have a problem Mm -hmm. with that premise, but let's look at our own like U S foreign policy and actions prior. Like we were attacked on nine 11. We did all sorts of stuff in Afghanistan and uh, Iraq in response. In one case, Obama droned an American citizen, you know, as part yeah. of, as part of that entire effort, that was wrong like to, to do that, to, to kill an American citizen extra judicially was wrong. And I wouldn't say that night because of nine 11, every single thing that we did in Iraq and Afghanistan was the fault of, the Taliban and Osama bin Laden is our presence. I would say specifically in Afghanistan to try to find the people who are harboring bin Laden justified. I don't have a problem with that. I think that probably makes a lot of sense. Does that mean we have a right to like blow the head off any goat herder in Afghanistan that we want? No. And I'm not even saying that we were, although you could probably find examples of that. It's just that, that level of rhetoric gets me nervous. Like we have a blank check to do anything we want and it's Hamas's fault when we do. Yeah, that's that's dangerous. That's a slippery slope. It's psychopathic and people need to wonder, need to wonder why we're being fed this rhetoric. Hmm. This is the kind of uh, uh, mental frenzy 
an emotional frenzy that led us to any number of wars that we shouldn't have been involved in. And it's always the same shit. I just, I wonder, I know it's sort of a silly example, but for the people who make those statements that every piece of violence in Gaza is now on Hamas, let's say that Israel decided, well, they came in, they shot families and uh, got the rape on. So we are making a formal rape squad to go into Gaza and have at it. I, mean, I think people would be, would be supportive of this. I think some people might, I guess I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering if you say that anything is Hamas's fault is the rape squad in revenge Hamas's fault. And I'm not saying that they're doing that. I'm just saying if they wanted to, I think that if you'd ask Laura Loomer about that, she'd be like, make sure to rape all the babies. Like, I think that, okay. I think that people would totally the, be getting on board. It's the same question I asked on the show uh, previously. And there was the guy in Australia who, who did it. Can you rape in self-defense? And I think their answer is yes. Didn't he kill that guy too? Though? He did. Yeah. He raped him so Wait, good he, he died. He raped his dead body though. Is that how it happened? I can't remember. But yeah. The answer it was a punitive rape. I don't think he raped him to death. <laughs> you can rape in self-defense if it's Israel v. Hamas. Theoretically. Also his hands were zip tied, so I'm gonna go with it's not a self-defense yeah. rape anymore. All right. Last Is couple- it proportionate raping? <laughs> okay, we need a tally and every <laughs> there's it's one for one. Um Okay, so uh, Mr. S-word uh, has a couple of thoughts here. We'll get to YouTube and Tippy, and uh, we'll call it a night. I understand that people don't want to give Israel money. Uh, we gave more to Ukraine in one year than we gave uh, gave Israel since it was established. Stop all the hand stop all handouts to nations. Uh, yeah, I, I my um, skepticism of aid to Israel is not unique to Israel. It would I would say the same thing about pretty much every other country on the globe. I don't think that handing out sacks of cash is buying us a lot of global security. And, um, and I don't think that, that countries that we should just be propping up countries falsely with our money that wouldn't otherwise be able to stand on their own. I don't, I don't think that's a path to global stability or security. Anyway, uh, he also says, damn, I want 1923 and Tulsa King to return. These commies are fucking with my streaming. What the hell will I watch now? I too would like to see uh, the next season of 1923, but Ugh, am I ever going to see it? And now severance isn't coming out until like 2025. So I guess we do care about those Hollywood commies. Lastly, he says, thanks for the sanity safe space. I'm still mad about blonde going to Japan and not blowing money on some Pokemon cards. They also make custom kimonos at the Pokemon center. What's your Pokemon opinion? Uh, opinion? No interest. Okay. I don't know anything about it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I've never been a Pokemon guy either. Why does my, my computer sounds like it's about to take off and fly away. Probably do for a cleaning or something, but sorry if that's making noise. Are you um, good over there? Yeah. We're all set on rumble. Thank you guys. And thank you guys on Odyssey and D live uh, board troll. Thanks for supporting the show over on D live. Um, let's play to our giant nose. Okay. Oil King. Hi, my favorite slave. Could you please do a follow up in the Oregon counties that want to be with Idaho? Because we did talk about that a little bit, but I'm no expert, so I can't even opine. He also said Justin Timberlake is an off is awful for destroying his family with Brittany. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tooted. Um, this rings true to me. I just heard about that like an hour before we started the stream. Britney Spears is saying she had she aborted Justin Timberlake's child. She's saying that he really wanted her to because he, he didn't want a kid. Has yeah. he responded? No, I mean, he's going to have to Let me do see. it. At some- Actually, I would probably say nothing if I were him. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. So she claimed this the other day, but I don't see anything obvious about his response. Anyway, yeah. Uh, shitty move, if true. Yeah. And also maybe explains why Britney Spears is so crazy. They've lost their mind. Hold Miller, right? Gilgamesh wanted to do work during kidney stones ordeals. Cough gas. Try lemon water to prevent kidney stones. I'm not sure what it would do for DVT. Have you heard about DVT, by the way? Never, I have heard of DVTs. Insanity plate. I don't think. Sorry, I just I ran over that whole thing. Oh, sorry. I don't have my Saunders open. He said, uh, oh, in seven, he could have used temporary insanity plea. Oh, this is um, this is about whether Brad Pitt's character Mills would have been criminally charged and or convicted for his act of spoiler alert, killing John Doe in retaliation for the murder of his wife at the end. Movie was, did you have to do a spoiler alert in a movie that was released in 1995? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing is, even with discussion of the movie reviews, like, we, there's no way to do it without. In the movie review, I don't bother because you know what you're getting. We're talking about the movie. Sometimes I try to be a little more kind when it comes up just uh, just in conversation in this way because then people aren't necessarily expecting it. Hmm. Let's see. Kim says, happy birthday, Matt, and happy belated birthday to you, too, Blonde. Thank you so much, Kim. We love you. Thank you, Kim. Very much appreciated. Hope you're well. Oh, hold on, Mulray, and then I got to reload. A couple of good calls we love back you. to back. The guy you're with very the pro- special. prodigal brother and the guy who asked about inherent value of life and morality, the former illustrates the latter. Hmm. Romans chapter one playing out in real life. That's true. I got to Yeah, both, both of those were heavy topics and big themes, and uh, I guess I hadn't thought about the degree to which they they relate, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, thanks for the thoughts on that. Holden. Appreciate it. Um, hold more. Hi, true seekers. Some truths are axiomatic. They are simple and can't be proven like one plus one equals two. And indirect proofs start with antithesis and antithesis and show that a logical contradiction follows, i.e. proving the thesis. Hey, maybe you don't need to get more basic than that. Right? Yeah. I, I suppose you're right. That, that, if we if we care to pay attention, there are certain fundamental truths that we just accept as true because they are like one plus one equals two. Now, you could totally. you could change the terms and say it's uh, blah plus blah equals nonsense. But as long as those terms represent one and two, the statement holds truth. Yep. So you're probably right. And if you ask me to explain why, I mean, I couldn't do better than like, here's one finger and here's one finger. And now there are two of them together. Yep. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the best I could give you as far as why. And uh, at the risk of walking into a joke there about one finger and two, I'm just going to leave it at that. Thank you, Holden. Come on, Brian. Hi, just paying for the privilege of seeing Blonde's beautiful face for three hours. You're still sexy lady. Congrats, Matt. Love you too. What's your Instagram? You know, this is how you know you've hit the wall. When people say you're still blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's better than you're no longer. I mean, what would you prefer? I'm not though. Like this, this pregnancy, this pregnancy is just, there's just never a time that a woman is less sexy than when she's pregnant. Many men would disagree. That's insane. I think but that's so much weirder than having a foot fetish. You know, I think it's, um, I th- I think, well, I don't know. Are there there are men I think who are attracted to pregnant women in general, but what I'm talking about is um is men who 
say they are even more attracted to their wives when they're pregnant. I suppose that's different because yeah. she's carrying your child, but yeah. being attracted to like another pregnant lady, I think that's so fucking weird. That's completely bizarre to me. Yeah, it's I, so I bizarre. Agree. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think that's the last one. Uh, thank you, Brian. Very much appreciated. Oh, uh, and I don't know if if that are you asking me what my Instagram is because I'm not on Instagram. I once was a long time ago. Not anymore. So I'm just not there. But blonde's on Instagram. I don't know if he's asking about yours, but I sh- I sure am. I am blonde underscore beast one. Let's see some of my Japan photos. All right. Anything else before we're out of here? Nope. Let me double check. Uh, yeah, we're good on Rumble, good on Odyssey, good on DLive. So we will call it a stream there. Thank you guys for your uh, participation. As always, appreciate our callers, appreciate uh, appreciate our email question askers, appreciate our chatters, appreciate everybody who helps make it a successful show. So thanks for tuning in. If you missed any part of the show, of course, you can listen back on the audio platforms of the show. Podcast page of the website is where you find it imminently. MattChristiansandMedia.com slash podcasts. Speaking of anything else show related, head on over to mattchristiansandmedia.com and or mattis.gay. And we will see you on Sunday. Have a great week. Until then.